welcome back to Anime Savants, everyone. And uh, it's officially been a year. So, episode 5-2. And uh, today, I hope everyone had a great Father's Day, because that's when we're recording this. And I am Omni-Man. I am Bright Noah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> very relevant. I yes, think. very relevant. And this is Anime Savants. So, all right, like news. Where where do I where do I even start? Okay, so Saga of well, not Saga of Tanya. Tanya is getting a second season. It's about fucking time. Good. Like, just good. Yeah, just. And that that's all I really gotta say about that. The movie was fucking really good. It was really really well, not like phenomenal good, but it literally was just like the continuation. And yeah, I ain't got nothing wrong with that. Fucking loved it. Um, other than that, oh, Wotakoi, Love is Hard for an Otaku. The manga is ending, but they're getting, it's getting one more episode, and that's going to come out with the final volumes. I think it's going to be like bundled with them. Oh, so cool. it kind of sucks that it's ending, but also we get another anime episode, and that's one of like the best slice of life anime, like slice of life slash like rom-com animes I've ever watched, but it's also so fucking relatable because the niggas in the show are actually otaku, but not like disgusting. They're like active, like human beings who just happen to have these fucking hobbies, and that's how they present it. And so it's just so refreshing for them to to not be seen as like you know alien or right. like weird. So that's good. Oh, so this one is very interesting. So you know ba- Baki the Grappler, right? Yep. So there is a live action series based off of a Baki the Grappler boys love essay. Get stop. stop. Yeah. Stop. So stop. the thing stop. is, it's not a BL series. What? It's about a Fujoshi um literally letting her BL fantasies like run wild and like get ahead of her. All right. And... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. So it's not it's not a BL series like she's the main character. Okay. So I at least I don't think it's a BL, but like they're mentioning it, I guess, in BL like you know news things and balls because I guess like that is the I don't know. I guess it's just her being a Fujoshi and people finding out about it. So, but, th- but that a- was very interesting because I just, when I think of Baki the Grappler, which I don't, I did not watch, nor did I read, but um, I don't get BL, but also I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I've, I mean, that's a long walk to get to an actual show. Okay. It okay. is, it is. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're like, okay, well, it's it's coming, <laughs> right? It, I have to accept that, so I'll just uh, file that one away in the pile of how how is this getting made? I mean, <laughs> like, I guess in a sense, I'm trying to think, are there too many stories that I can recall where you have a Fujoshi main character? You see that actually a lot as like side characters, right? Like, yeah, he's like um, slice of life. Or, or rom-com series where there'll be a bunch of girls and there will usually be like a hot guy involved and then you'll have that like a side when like the two hot guys in class get close to each other and there's some like squealing coming from the back from some like b 
or C character and like, okay, they're supposed to kind of be a Fujoshi stand in, but I can't think of too many where they're the actual lead. So, I mean, I guess there's, there's value there. I'm not here to like crap on the concept because frankly, with some of the stuff I've been reading in the last week, uh, this is probably the most straightforward (laughs) pitch for a show. So yeah, I'm whatever. If, if, if it's coming, it's coming. Right. I'm probably going to check it. I'm the only way that I will check this out is if it shows up on one of like the scanlation sites that like that um that does um translations for like um currently airing Japanese TV shows. If it doesn't show up on that website, then I'm probably not gonna watch. Because it's like a live action, right? Yeah, it's live action. Yeah. yeah. Which they be having some really good fucking shows. Over I'm there. just out like, of the loop on it. I probably need to catch up. Somebody really was getting on my case about not watching the Rurouni Kenshin movies. And, you know, fair play. I don't think about them very much. Yeah, and Netflix so, has been advertising it hard. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know why it's just so totally flown past me. Apparently, the last one is really, really good. And they've, oh. I, mean, I've, I mean, I've generally just heard, like, good things about them. Like, normally when these things come out and they suck, that there's a lot of energy there. And I, and to be fair, I didn't hear that commentary really for any of the movies in that series. So I think I've just been mentally blocking their existence out because of other failed efforts. But um, I will give it a shot. I think what I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm thinking about, uh, oh, what, what was that? What the heck was the the name of that with Manji and uh, the immortal guy? I don't know why I'm like my brain is is blanking, but there are similar a similar live action adaptation that did not hit hit the right note for me. But I will give Kenshin to at some point. Okay, something to check out. And then I don't know if you have this on yours already, but you see the kaiju number eight news. No, actually. Uh-oh. It's the fastest Shonen Jump Plus manga, uh, the top three million copies in circulation. Wow. Well, there that goes hand in hand with what we talked about maybe three months ago. Yeah, you said it was gonna it was gonna be something and yeah, it's fucking it's showing the fuck up. Yeah, I mean that and Spy Family, because that one is I know it's coming, it's getting animated. Yeah. Um, but like those two were part of the jump plus class of content that they're producing for their online platform and they don't really release at the same rate as the weekly uh paper product stuff but they were popular even on volume one like extremely popular so i'm not surprised by that at all yeah and then my final one which is a mini rant and also me wanting a refund but what? not wanting to waste my one refund what? on PSN. What? So, uh, <laughs> um, um, basically, Gundam Breaker Battle Log is oh, getting. Okay, I know yeah. where this is going. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know where this is going. Yes. Um, it's getting a um a six episode anime project. So here's the thing about Gundam Breaker. The little like mini episodes are like the anime things that accompany the games are usually really fucking cool because it's just pure Sakuga for the most yeah. part. It's, it's pure Gundam Sakuga. I never have a problem with that. But Gundam Breaker 
Gundabreaker 1, 2, 3, the ones that like only released in Japan and Asia, it had like English subtitles, but was never like explicitly sold in America. Those games were fucking fun. I loved going to, you know, the New York City shops and, you know, the import shops and picking yeah. it up and having fun. New Gundam Breaker, bitch, I want my money back. So you played the one on PlayStation 4. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was the one that recommended it to you. Yeah, I, I and had then, issues. Uh, it was ass. It was nothing like the previous game. They touted all these new features. It was so generic, so boring. The storyline was ass backwards. Like, I was so disappointed. It was so, so bad. And a new game is supposed to be accompanying this project. So this time, I'm not buying it outright. Yeah, I would. I would also advise against it. I mean, I could join you in your rant about the incredibly uninspiring uh, anime games in general. I'm. Mm. I. It's one of my greatest frustrations is that you have these franchises that they make so much money. Like it is insane how much money they make, and it feels like the parent companies are just completely inept when it comes to. Finding a development studio and leadership with vision because mm. there are so many concepts, especially in Gundam Breaker, you know, there are so many concepts that would have been married with that engine that they have, but the but the but the need to stretch out the content it just kills my interest in that game. Like the gameplay itself is is very basic. Very, yes. very, very basic. And then yes. the collection aspect because it's not really tied to a strong storyline, it feels more like it was an engine demo than a really a full-fledged game. And yeah, the chaotic yeah. nature, the chaotic nature of the type of game, it's sort of it's sort of Musou, it's sort of a lot of things, but what it's not is Gundam. And that's one of my big complaints with a lot of the Gundam games with a with very few exceptions. There was a Gundam game on Dreamcast that I felt was one of the only um non-like strategy Games I know, uh, uh, Giren's Greed is one that people go back to as like a P. I think it's PC oh. Engine, and then they've remade it a couple of times. But like those are the games that really get one side of Gundam storytelling in game form. Um, but aside from the strategy games, I feel like why haven't we gotten that Gundam title that actually lets you feel like you are creating the moments that are so iconic from the series from an action point of view and it so, just has not happened i feel like i remember well not getting into but like i've always been open to gundam games especially like the ones on ps2 the dynasty warriors one well that yeah. was on ps3 but what was it gundam federation versus zeon that shit was fun for like what it was but i think that was also because it had like some semblance of a story yeah. And uh, I think they dropped the ball with Gundam Breaker because they could have done like a crossover story with that shit and like yeah. made that like, you know, part of it. But they never did. And, you know, it sucks. And I, I would I would recommend Gundam Side Story 0079, which is Ooh. Rise from the Ashes, which is a, a one um, a Dreamcast Gundam game that made it over to the West. It's really, really good. It tells... Uh, a very grounded Gundam type story and 
actually feels is it an original story it's an original story and it makes you feel like you are playing inside of the universe which is something that i think a majority of the gundam games i've ever played completely fail to do at almost every level um so i i don't know what else to say like gundam breaker was a waste of money when i bought it it also barely worked uh at the time like when it came out it was just like completely non-functional this was a um, Unreal Engine 4 game where I felt like the devs kind of didn't know how to even use the engine that they had. And uh, I don't know if you've, if you've watched lately some of the uh, game demos that have come out pre-E3 for some of these like Chinese studios. The ones that look like they're like a movie, you're playing a movie. My yeah. question is, why don't we have that Gundam game where I feel like I'm playing it and I'm getting the you know Amuro Ray 0079 story you know for real for real it like looks like i'm watching a movie why do i not have that there's just no ambition i guess that's really what i want what it comes down to with these like anime games it's just no ambition whatsoever it's just there to sell merchandise they put the right thing on the cover and then they try to stretch out an hour's worth of real in-game content over like a thousand hours of weird grinding that doesn't have anything to do with the series at all. Feels unfulfilling as fuck. When 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 was any uh, new type hero from a Gundam game grinding? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. That's all. That's it. Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then bouncing off of that, with my last topic is they announced Super Robot Wars thirty. It's been 30 years of that fucking game series. So that's like a fucking wow. And the only thing they've announced, I think, so far, or the series that they announced that's for sure going to be in it, is, um, like, I think, Mazinger G, um, Z, Code Geass, and I think one other, like, Oldie. But yeah, I'm excited about that game, and uh, I know exactly what series I want to be fucking in it now. Back arrow. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know niggas was literally like they just announced a new Super Robot Wars game and this shit just fucking finished and Back Arrow needs to be in it and I'm I like that's yes. a guarantee. It's probably a guarantee that's in there. I mean, isn't it by Bandai Spirits? Back uh, Back Arrow. I think that's part of their production. Oh, is it? A, yeah, I think it is. I think because if this cross before. if Cross Ange can get into the into it, I think Back Arrow definitely can get into. Well, it. I thought that's what the whole point of the Super robot wars games was was just to chill for whatever the latest like you know if the if whatever mecha series um, bandai produced that year yeah bandai spirits yeah yeah, yeah it's probably definitely going to be in that i i oh see now i'm excited okay yeah, that's all be. my news that's, that's cool. all my news uh i have a couple then again bullet point stuff um the japanese tv ratings for the uh last week or so um mm-hmm. just sort of solidifies the thing i usually mention which is the, the kid shows the kids it's not just kids stuff for kids and families like i forget how popular things like detective conan and doraemon are but like even when we think about like what's the what's kind of the hot thing in on the anime side when you see one piece and my hero kind of neck and neck and they're the only sort of like non uh or the only like shonen shows that are in the their top 10 on a week-to-week basis i think it says a lot just about you know where the fandom might be and then what's like actually happening on japanese tv also funny enough the only other like non-family show that's in the top 10 is the current season of precure so oh boy yeah and and the new 
The new girl just debuted this week and fuck yes, mermaids. Okay. There you next. go. So yeah, yeah next. <laughs> um <laughs> you got the Eva movie moving six million in tickets domestically, which I think is a, a big deal. Um it's well on its way to being, you know, a, a just a, a box office smash. Monster. Just, yeah, and it'll probably continue because if my memory serves the last uh, film basically had a, a run that lasted almost six months. So it, it was crazy. It did very well. And then uh, didn't, aren't they putting a new, is it the new version of the movie? There's an IMAX version, I think, that's also okay. coming as well. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be eating off of this for a long time, which is good. And it may not be the last Anno version of Evangelion, but my given his uh, recent or semi-recent comments that his interest is seeing other people's vision to the series. So this isn't even the end, even though it's, you know, the final Evangelion film, air quotes. So yeah. we'll, see, we'll see some more of that. Well, yeah, because, you know, the universe thing that you were talking about, or his vision, right. at least. Yeah, and, and maybe they'll be in short order, given how much money this is making. First of all, I wouldn't be surprised if we get another TV series um or ona out of this in the next two years it just seems like that's do you think that they would ever reboot it or like remake it 100 percent. yes i mean like after i mean this is kind of like the end of this reboot slash remake but you you think they do this all over again i do and in fact i think they would take the gundam unicorn approach which is when they released that series of um ovas were basically full-length films they they released three or four of them, and then you waited a year, and then they made a TV cut out of them and added a little bit of extra footage and some other things. And I think that's probably, my, well, not probably, it might be where this version is headed. It could also, I, I would be shocked, at least in the next five to ten years, while Anno is still alive and active, that they will do a complete redo of the TV series. Uh, okay. Uh, I would I would not be surprised by that at all. Just because the money is too the the money incentive is too high. If he, if Arnold comes back more as a producer, this could sort of be his excuse to let somebody else direct. Um, and typically, if you're adapting movie material, you know you you can keep all the storyboards and you don't you don't basically you don't have to do a new series planning. So he's a finicky guy, but. If if he hadn't made all those comments about turning Evangelion into the, a pillar of of Japanese anime and media, a la Dragon Ball, Gundam, and I think he'd mentioned one other series. Like if he hadn't said that, I'd be like, oh, he's too much of an auteur to like, you know, give up control. But he's very obviously intentional about there being more Evangelion. I mean, look, listen, there are sixty eight or sixty nine, however many Evangelion universes. So. Yeah, the that you think they wouldn't add another one, like whatever. It's it's not it's not that big a deal. If we can have the Evangelion Fanta universe, then this is just as reasonable to get a TV series or another movie soon. Not not wait too long. Um, so there's that, and then I I wanted to highlight just an interesting um pitch that I had for a show that's coming next season or the season oh. after next. Which is that uncle from another world, Isekai? Which I thought was what? A, so I'm okay. gonna I'm just gonna read the the description of the story, which is seventeen years ago, Takafumi's uncle fell into a coma, 
but now he's back like a man risen from his grave. Soon, Takafumi discovers two bizarre things. His uncle treasures video games above all else, and, while comatose, he was actually transported to another world as some heroic guardian. Now, not only does Takafumi have to room with an uncle who is literally magical, he also has to catch the guy up on two decades of history. Smartphones, high-speed internet, modern anime tropes, and the traumatic outcome of the 90s console war. Mm. So, so this is a this is a um, you know a manga series that's been running for a couple of years, and I just think that the premise is funny enough that I would give this a look just as a break from some of the heavier things. I just think it's a you know it's not even a reverse isekai; it's like an isek- aftermath of an isekai yeah. <laughs> as a comedy, which is fine. I think that's a that's a, a as unique a take as you can get these days. So I just think it's funny. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Is that is that for this next season? I think it's the season after next because they're oh, just okay. announcing that it's getting TV now. So that would oh yeah. okay okay yeah. So that sounds interesting. Oh, I'd watch that. And the author is apparently a really funny dude as well because they they did an interview with him and he passed off the uh, the air quotes news that he was getting his story was getting animated as quote fake news. Oh. <laughs> So I I appreciate. So he's that. just trolling everybody. Yeah, he's just fucking around. Perfect. Is that all your news? That's it. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't feel passionate about anything anymore. <laughs> not this week. Fucking Dick Fight Island took it out of me. What? Wait, wait. Why did Dick Fight Island come up right now? Well, because the, it's because the, the the it exists. Well, the manga is is now translated into English, so the first volume is out. Yeah. It like sold out on Amazon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm very well aware of what it did. Too aware. Uh, okay. So, what do you want to actually? Can we? Let's just get Vivi over with. Yeah. I just I gotta get it over with. <laughs> Unless there's something else that you want to talk about first. I just feel well. I, we watched a lot of finales. Or at least a couple finales this week. So like Vivi's was the one where I was, I had like different emotions about it. What do you? What, uh, I'd rather hear your thoughts first. Uh, it was very lackluster. Yeah, I wasn't. I think primarily because I was hyping it up in my mind to be something that it definitely was not. Um, right. I didn't get my sinful gear moment. You did not. Um, which. It kind of, I'm not, I'm not pissed at it because the ending was the ending. They literally gave us exactly what they said they were going to do. There was no twist. There was no nothing. They literally were like, we, we we're, she's going to sing and it's going to stop. And it's like, <laughs> okay, okay. And that's what happened. And I like the song. <laughs> um, uh, hi, uh, uh, shout out to the song for bringing the previous voice actresses back and having them do like the um, the like building the chord with the hebk thing. I was like, this is great. I love this part, but also they should have like projected their images to like sing on stage with her. It's not like ah, uh, uh-huh. it wasn't. It wasn't as fantastical as it could have been. 
Yeah. That's that's what I will say. I had really high expectations and I'm not going to say that I was like let down cuz you know they don't owe me shit. <laughs> like I'm right. not the one in the studio animating the shit or like storyboarding or directing it. So I I get it, but at the same time, how the hell do, are all of the like the previous climaxes of all the arcs in the series balls to the walls like Sakuga and emotion? And this just, it just fell flat to me. Yeah. Um, also, so, even the ending, we didn't even get that much of an epilogue. Nope. So yeah, what do so, you think? Go ahead. When we got to around like the third or fourth episode, I think I made a comment about, you know, there's a lot that's being left on the table as far as the content of the story. And that I was going to ho- withhold my judgment about the choices that they made, um, time skipping, giving us major plot elements as one or two scene flashbacks with no context and just hold to see if there was a different sort of resolution for all of it. So this goes back to when, was it Momoka dies on the plane and we Uh kind of have the implication that Matsumoto, I don't know if turned on Vivi's right way, but beat the shit out of her so she couldn't save her, right? Like things like that that you would think would deeply inform the relation between the characters were we gonna was somehow was there gonna be enough meat on the bone minus that stuff to really drive the story and now we're at the end and i can say my true opinion is that they they dropped the ball now yeah. i'm not gonna say okay. that i'm disappointed because this isn't necessarily the type of show that i like in general i was just won over by a lot of the by a lot of the really strong aspects of the production like i thought the story and the premise were interesting and they remained interesting throughout the whole show i thought the animation was fantastic you're more into the music than i am like i note when there's a really cool vocal track but i'm not like digging into it and and really living through it in a way where it's like oh i can't wait for the next time they've got one i just thought it was cool and there's a lot of things about the show that i thought were cool One of the things I did not care for was the way in which the time travel element of the storytelling was hand-waved away, essentially, in the last two episodes. Because there are a couple of problems that always come up in time travel stories that start to break the logic of everything that's going around. I'll give you a perfect example. In the final episode, we or the end of the second to last episode into this one, we basically live out the bad ending of Vivi's story. She gets to the end, everybody dies, she's unable to sing, the apocalypse happens, and, and she fails. And then we're told through a, deus, a literal deus ex machina moment that she can redo just the ending so that we can get the good ending via time travel that was established in the first episode. Now, on, on its face... That doesn't seem like it's a contradiction because we've already learned that this is a possibility within this universe. Second of all, we did hear from the supercomputer in that second to last episode that they were aware that time travel could be a thing and were somehow auto-correcting for all the things that the heroes have been doing in order to steer the timeline in a different direction. That right there is a huge problem. Because (laughs) we watched 10 or so episodes getting to know not only all these characters, but building up the importance 
of what they were doing in each of these arcs and vignettes and everything else, only to be told at the end of the story that essentially none of it mattered. And the reason why none of it mattered is not because of any explanation that was given in the story. It's that the, realistically, the coolest part of the plot was the robot apocalypse. So if you have an ending where it's like, oh, look, we did all the right stuff and now there's no robot apocalypse, you, I could tell that they really, 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 really wanted to show us what happened at the, you know, the, the state of the world after those two episodes. Because, like, yeah. that's the thing that if you watch the first episode was your hook because you saw something fucking out. People getting hit by, by, by robot, robot cars, crossing guards, like, shooting humans in the head. Drones like, dive-bombing. Drones dive-bombing people. Like, everyone loves, a, like, the dread of Sky. And I, I'm serious. We love it. That's why we, we like the Terminator. We like all these sort of apocalyptic AI stories because the dread of these evil machines bent on wiping out humanity is just a great substitute for like a natural disaster type threat that still feels very personal so the fact that we had to get to that same spot in the story cheapened everything else that we did and also made a lot of those unseen moments feel like a waste of time why did why were we even shown those things what did that mean for any of the characters did matsumoto spend time as as his character arc comes to an end reflecting on the way he you know betrayed or hurt vv in order to like put his mission front and center did that did was there ever any resolution that no there really wasn't did vv sit back and think you know i learned how to sing from all these memories that i had but by and large were they getting erased while she was singing right Like, like what was what's the meaning of that and i had this feeling when they did that panning shot when she sort of um I would say, like, in the first stanza of her singing, where they they put... You first have the close-up of her, and all these little holograms come up with her memories, and then they panned out, and you realize that those there's, like, eight holograms. It's not that many. Like, you're she's in the empty... Oh. She's in, like, the empty theater, and it's, like, not filling the theater with her memories. It's just, like, there's, like, a few of them. And that's really, I think, the fundamental problem with the show, is that we needed a lot more of that connective tissue that storytelling those important characters those like emotional moments so that when she gets to that point where she's like i'm going to commit suicide and end the ai threat by singing we don't just get like a couple of shots because there's really only three or four arcs that where those memories are generated that we actually got to see right because it was a short series so like to have that be the the crescendo of everything just like that pan out was exactly how I felt about the show. It wound up being just empty when it needed a lot more content and a lot more of a journey. Too much was left in the margins of those okay, yeah. stories. I just I just felt like a lot of shit wasn't explained in the end. And so I was just very I wasn't confused. I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like you could have or not could have, you should have expounded upon this, and maybe this would have hit harder. I mean, right. did did like Metal Float need to be three episodes? No, no. Did no. did the uh, story with the uh, the other singer and like the robot that took her over? Antonio. That, Antonio. Yeah. Did that need to be? Was it two episodes? Did any like did the did the falling satellite need to be three episodes? No, you could have cut the actual like fat of some of those stories to give us lots of moments. What this reminds me of weirdly 
is a much different show. Is it Aka 13 that came out? Oh, yeah. Right? So Aka 13 is a very slow moving plot, but they don't, they have 13 episodes. And so the premise of that plot is that the main character is moving around to all of the different districts that make up this country. And the subplot is that there's going to be a rebellion. And it's not clear whether the main character is investigating that rebellion, trying to stop it, or is a person who is a catalyst, a revolutionary who's actually trying to make it happen. Weren't they like old royals or something? Yeah, you find out by the end. Yeah, you find out by, by the end that it's a little of both. And his okay. sister, their royalty. But the point is that they only have 13 episodes to take you through all of these very different societies that make up this, you know, very uh, diverse world that they live in. And so even though the plot is slow and the music is kind of meandering and you do a lot of like literal sightseeing, every episode kind of ties together a whole bunch of little plots and subplots and travels the viewer through these different places so that when you get to the end and you sort of have a resolution to that question that you have it all you felt like you went on a journey you felt like you saw sites and you got to know lots of different people and whatever vv needed to be that it needed to be less consumed with like the emotional drama of these like drawn out introductions to what turned out to be a very tiny set of characters and needed to be much more like a sightseeing trip through time and through the world of these AI with lots of little moments that, and maybe a couple of big ones. So maybe instead of three episode arcs, you do, you know, three episodes. And then at the end, you kind of realize that they're tied together maybe through one, you know, of the sister series, which by the way, that wound up being irrelevant. That like we kept getting introduced to all these different like her sisters, and they were all so yeah. important to every plot. But then we get to the end, and it's like no one talked about that. It was just like oh, these are people I remember. It's like wasted time, wasted threads. Um, and I have one other thing to say, but I want to shut up and <laughs> <laughs> not rant. I feel like you said everything. <laughs> <laughs> Or you, you, within your like, you know, analysis, you, you basically like hit my stuff on the, on the head or you, I, you kind of hit the nail on the head for the whole thing, to be oh, honest. Like, it's damn. just, it just, yeah. Um, but I said it in my own like wrap up video that, um, it's not that I did not enjoy the series. I just enjoyed the journey more than the finale. So, like, I still really enjoyed watching it and, like, going through those arcs, but the ending just wasn't satisfying. Yeah. Like, in any form or format, in any form or fashion to me, so. Right. So, the last thing I want to say is about one major plot hole that I would like whoever's listening to this, even if it's one person, if you go on to write a story about technology and time travel or magic or whatever it is, I want you to just pay attention to what I'm going to bring up here in episode, whatever the second to last one was, um, the professor pops up. He's like, we can send you back, but we can only do it to the beginning of the robot, you know, apocalypse. And by def somehow, if you just ignore me and go help the resistance, then you will have a chance to do this all over again, but do it better. There's a big problem with that. So in, the last episode, we know that Vivi had enough time to get to where the professor was. 
in order to save him after he sends her back the first time. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Which means that all of the technology and all of the the equipment necessary to do a, a time hop were present, available, and active when she saved him the first time. So, that would mean that she would have enough time to get back there, tell him everything that she saw, and then have him send her back again, but before the robot started killing everybody in the streets. Which they didn't do, and they just decided that he was dead. and And she also would have saved his own life in the process. So this is a problem with time travel and and technology or, or storytelling elements that allow you to just bend the rules of the world. The logical thing to do in a scenario like that winds up removing all of the drama from the story. And the then you have to, gone. And then you have to pretend like it's not possible when anyone with half a brain would think through this plan in the first place. Like if you told me that you have a time machine and you can go back in time, but it can only go back in short hops, I'd be like, great, I'll go back once, hop in the next time machine, go back again, and we'll just deal with it that way. Like, there was nothing about the setup that said that they needed to to start interfering again at the point that they did. Why did, like, like at first they were like, oh, we'll send you back, that's how much power we have. But then once you're at that point, you can go back again. You can go back into this as many times as you want. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It really does not. I don't like it. It's a tremendous plot hole that only comes when you want to use time travel. So just don't use time travel. Just don't do <laughs> it. Right? Also, the whole, like, uh, watching the tower grow, letting them know how good they were doing. Like, they completely ignored that, even though they spent time in a lot of episodes yes. showing us the tower. They should yes. have known that they had fucked up. Vivi should have known that, like, shit wasn't working. She's just fucking sitting around for 40 years in a goddamn <laughs> museum trying to remember how to fucking sing, even though it's the only thing she's programmed to do. Like, get get out of here with that. Like, that's just bad writing. And they needed, this needed to be a 24-episode, two-core series. Uh, or it needed to, like, be more efficient with the storytelling that it was doing. Because now it feels like I wasted a lot of my time. A hell of a lot of my time. And in the last episode, the character who got the most, like, fun shit to do was, the, was, the, was Beth. And not Vivi. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that there's no antagonist throughout the, the course of the show, big problem. Like, that may be maybe the, the, the fundamental, like, failure Aww. of that story, is that there was no one to, for her to play off against her or... Like, could you imagine, like, evil Matsumoto versus Vivi and, like, regular Matsumoto, right? Like, going back and forth through time, fighting her to cause these things to happen. Like, there was no... Yeah, the the and in fact the lack of the antagonist was why just we had to hearing spend... that makes it sound better automatically. Well, right. Well, the fact that they wow. didn't have one meant that we had to spend like an extra episode every single story to try to set up the bad thing that was going to happen. Even though Matsumoto, his whole job in the story was just to tell the audience, "Here's the here's the terrible event we're trying to stop." At that point, you could just fast forward to wherever like the. You know, the, the, the critical is. point, yeah, the action, have Vivi come in, either whoop some ass or use talk no jitsu on people and then just move on. But like, they just couldn't do it. So I, I, I'm, I think I've gone off enough on this one. I'm just going <laughs> to step back. I don't hate it. I enjoyed the ride. The finale was about as whack as I thought it was going to be after seeing the last episode where they kind of blew their load and fucked everything up. But you know what? Like, 
worst or better series have had worse endings. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Attack on Titan. Like this Whoa! didn't this didn't ruin it for me. It just like I knew we weren't gonna get anything good after what they decided to do in the second to last episode. Oh. Shots oh fired. wow. Oh where's that where's that gun clap? That that, that stray that stray that stray bullet. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Everybody shit. can get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yep. Okay. Well, James has said all that needs to be said about I, I, I talk too much. So <laughs> what what do you want to cover next? Uh a, maybe like a palate cleanser, because I think back arrow is like the exact opposite feeling. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about Back Arrow. Yeah, so Back Arrow also finished this week. I'm not even going to try to recap this finale. All you need to know is that they beat God, sort of, and then they're... And that we need a second season. And that we need a second season. We fucking need it. How you... Oh, okay. This was some weeb shit. And I loved it. it, Yes. (laughs) I loved every fucking... I loved the group attack with everyone saying one word and then Fine saying the final fucking word and blowing that nigga out. I loved the return of two of the, like, antagonist characters at the last moment to save her and them being like, we not really alive. We just here to help your ass. Like, so many cliches all perfectly acceptable it was like they just said all right we got 20 minutes <laughs> we're putting everything we can in yes let's like, go they just put the foot on the gas we got every mo- we got like the giant robot super attack to the counter getting split off into all the other parts to two two versions of the power of friendship but both of them were like completely different from each other. The, the talk no jutsu actually worked. The talk no jutsu actually did work. Uh, really weird sci-fi shit that I'm like, is this some alien stuff? And then a tie back to like the real universe. So I don't know if this is like a virtual world or. But a real yo, world. didn't I say last week? Didn't I say last week that it was like kind of like cells at work? And yeah. then they, when they did that pan out, I was like, wait, that actually looks like blood cells and shit. Yeah. Like, wait, wait a second. But but then. God is actually a baby, but then which it's we like, we kind of guessed that uh, yeah, and then to, so there was some stuff in here that I just I was just la- I had to pause and just laugh out loud and just, <laughs> because these people of like the the director and the writers on this episode were s- fucking smoking crack. I don't know what was going on, but it, it must have been a great it. time. I loved it. It I must loved have been a wonderful reasoning. time in that in that uh, writers' room. Cause them motherfuckers went went all out when uh when when they did that that first group attack and the guy's like wait God's not giving me power and then the ghosts show up and I'm like wait yes everybody's back yes and, and the arrow the fact that it back arrow right there's a they have like they do again the, like the the we're gonna fire ourselves but then then you then you have like the ghost talking to uh, uh Rudolph. And they just they just have like I am dead I am now dead and my power will go to power up the other team that was just like some out literally outside of the universe <laughs> like I was like I I don't know what's happening I, I, this is great 
I, first of all, we are, we deserve, and we should get a second season because, first of all, what what are they? I don't even like, know. Like, what are they I, and I how know. how are they taking God back? Because they said Earth in the yes, end. So yes. How, how are they taking God back to Earth? Because if they're part of a system... I don't know. Do they like? I don't they think have they a ship? actually. They now have a ship. Yeah, they have a whole ship that we we don't know. They're in space, and they are piloting it. Like we saw. They, yeah. A bit. Uh, uh, I don't so, know. Yeah, like we need we need a second season, nigga, because there's no way that that trip to Earth is going to be that easy. But then also, it's like well, b- like conviction particles don't exist in the real world well why so did humans leave next yeah why, like what was this system? epidemic can well, they be affected by the epidemic what is the system are they actually like humanoid beings or right. you can't do are this they to me. just computer like you can't data? do this to me back arrow you can't do this yeah you we just, need it you can't just leave this here this is it's so outrageous like, the, the moment that the episode ended i literally was like I started. I googled like Back Arrow season two announcement because I was. I that's what I was expecting. I was expecting at the that after that end scene after he said Earth to get that black screen saying season two confirmed. So and we didn't get it. I, I was gonna say this for the end, but like my prediction. This is how we'll know if we're getting a season two. So when they release the premium Bandai kits for Back Arrow stuff, if they uh-huh. sell well, you will one hundred percent get a season two. One hundred percent. Ah, okay, okay. That 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 will con- I my strong f- belief is that that will control the future of this series. But even without that, like there was like when they when they were like, why are these ghosts back? And then they do the flashback to the previous episode. And it's like y'all got so desperate, y'all y'all started like shooting our our dead, dead bodies or dead souls <laughs> back into the world. And I'm like, this is the weirdest. But it it once again. It made, made sense. sense. It made yeah. sense. In, in they were like, own... "You gave us the opportunity for Back Arrow to like help us." Yeah. Like I, yeah. Like it. Like now again, the, within that, there's a bunch of weird shit that make, that doesn't make sense. Like we still don't know why the Emperor could just become young when he just got high for <laughs> all of the 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 rings like that that nigga well i feel like that was probably him mastering the conviction particles you know what you're not wrong but but i also think that it was just a way to have there be two voice actors and in the in the final episode it was just they could get the the voice actor who did him as an old man back for like that one scene when he he like you know they're on they're riding the arrow of energy and he turns back into the old version and I'm just like they just did and also the Fine evil Fine voice actor they just wanted to bring him back like which th- also can I say that they they really gave everyone their shine like yo, even like every the supporting character every character those generals the, even the um the knights yo um, I actually got hype when the generals started like spinning around <laughs> like, yo no that shit they they animated the shit out of that. It yeah. looked really good, and I was like, "Wait, for a moment, I was thinking, I was like, oh, we must have one more episode, because I don't know if they're going to be able to do this. I did and the then, same thing. I looked at, tw- it was like 21 minutes. Yeah. I was like, there ain't enough time in three minutes to explain what the fuck I just watched. Yeah, man. I was like, I there has to be another episode. Like, what? And then 
once them niggas started spinning and shit, I was like, oh no. I was like, once them niggas is, started spinning. This is this is the end. Like them niggas are it it was it was a finale. Yo. It was a weebastic fucking finale. I loved every fucking Wasn't there moment. also a vocal track also that just popped up? There the was end? that I I didn't even care about the vocal track <laughs> because like, everything else was, <laughs> everything else was so fucking just like chaotic. Those voice actors were having such a time. Like this yeah. whole ep- they every one of them was just in their bag. Bits voice actor, I remember I remember he had like some ridiculous ass lines. The two generals were just hamming it the fuck up like Yes. Just going crazy. Prax had her fucking shit. Oh, that's like, right. That is correct. Her brother literally <laughs> remanifested himself in her attack. I was like, yo. Yes. Yes. What is what is going on? And it even caught Rudolph off guard. He was like, how the fuck you niggas doing other niggas attacks? Right. It was just, why not? At this point, go for it. So, there was just a lot. There was a hell of a lot here. Um, I don't think we really talked about, like, Back Arrow as a character sort of having all of the like the the hero moments that you would expect from like giant robot stuff they they he literally shared it with everybody yeah uh, well and that's the thing like he weirdly enough he's not a generic lead he's no. he's actually a support character and for a majority I was of the thinking, show I was thinking his mecha was going to evolve no. and like yeah he was going to do it like that nigga stayed a sword he just became he, a bigger sword that was actually funny because Bit was like, I just wanted to be bigger, and the shit got bigger, and then everything got bigger. And I'm like, okay, here we are. <laughs> like, nothing fucking matters. But it was good. It was good. Uh, wild. Should we develop the fucking warp system I, in, sure. in, what, two months? Why not? A month? Why not? Okay. Everything, I, I, I after everything else that happened, that was actually the it. least insane thing. Well, I just, like, I got excited near the end when they were doing the talking and they went into God's lair, and he was showing them all the shit. And I'm just like, no, this is not. This is not how you end. And basically. yeah, you can't this be ending not, a series by like opening up the universe. Yes, you open the universe up. Like it's not like decadence where it's like, no, niggas. Like everyone legit is living happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. Shit out. They gave you like, a hard. This one was like, bro, you you thought we were on drugs now. this isn't even a fraction wait till we wait till we get back and introduce and then that was another thing then shubi asked a very good question who developed this system right we meet them which is also you have like the the premise of there being like thousands of these other lens like so that was something else i forgot to say that too i was like so if they're leaving and they're leaving those lens that means that the lens kind of have no more security yeah they have no security no purpose so that means that the other lens can cross over to them niggas that's what i'm saying problem like it can be the war that could be a whole season of the war of the lens or some um, shit like that. Uh, it, it, anything is it could be a uni- It could be a new IP. Anything honestly. is possible. It could be a brand new banging ass IP. Give me some video games. Y'all can make a gotcha game. I don't give a fuck. I'm, this is this I'm is just in. some wild, wild fucking shit. But that's, that's the thing, though. That's why I like it so much because they weren't afraid to go there. Yeah. They dug in. They like, you know, if you're gonna jump, nigga, jump. Like, let's do it. And they did it. It's. I'm just happy that it worked. It it ended up being 
a really good fucking show because remember when we first started watching it and you were like, I don't know why, but this is working. I don't know why. Like, I still can't answer that question. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking working, and it got wilder and wilder and wilder, and all those fucking characters were important in one way or another. Right. Even that like shiesty ass fucking country that came back. I. Yep. So good. Yep. So good. That's right. That was a good pick me up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, they also didn't do the one thing I thought they would do, which is literally bringing everybody back from the dead. I was worried they would do that. They did not. The niggas who died stayed dead. They stayed dead. Yeah. Yeah. And they 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 find they define that very quickly when um Evil Fine was like, "We are only here for a little bit right. to like beat this nigga's ass for revenge." Right. So yep. Yeah, worked out great. Because also, if the brother had come back to life after all this time, I would like, be. He, yeah, if any of them really ugh. had like truly returned, I was worried a little bit when you know the the two ghosts showed up. I'm like, nah, Nick, don't tell me that like they re <laughs> they were so powerful that they brought all their conviction particles back. That basically, you can't die if your conviction is strong enough. Yep, nope they yeah. they nipped that one in the bud, and I give them all the credit in the world for like not doing something stupid. At the end, which it's funny because we just talked about Ugh. in Vivi how like, you know, there's a point where if your rules of your world allow you to kind of do anything, then there's a way that that can get away from you in the story or kind of undermine mm-hmm. the, yeah. what's happened. They didn't do that here. They they showed restraint. And they tried to make sure that it, it was at least consistent. I can't be mad at that at all. That was it was a great ending. I want more. And I'm not going to get it unless those fucking model kits sell like gangbusters. So oh, come on, Japanese well, model it, collectors. If it gets into Super Robot Wars 30, it it has a good, decent chance. But like the to. difference between like this and Cross Ange is like Cross Ange had an ending. So true. that's completely understandable that they didn't get a second season. That's, that like, is true. It was, it was like a good like universe, you know, we fought the pseudo god and shit and blah 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 that's understandable it's over um but this shit nah you can't and then also like what happens to everyone once the baby leaves i don't fucking know there's a lot there's a lot that we could or is everyone just simply traveling with like are all those niggas still there they're just like yeah i just i have questions that i would love answers to and uh, they can't do. They can't do this to us. They can't do. If Devil is a part timer, can get a second season eight years later. We can get a second season to Back Arrow. It's possible. There's a lot of things that are possible, but we know. deserve it. And honestly, it needs to fucking happen. I feel like I've said that so many times this episode, y'all. But this shit is so good, y'all. If y'all have been listening to us like discuss it for the past twenty four weeks, oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just if you haven't got on the fucking train yet, go fucking watch Back Arrow. And have a grand fuck. You don't even have to think. Yes, yes. It's a real turn off your brain. But like, even if you turn your brain on, it actually still kind of works, which is yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive. If you'd asked me last, you know, whatever, when this started, the months ago, that this would manage to hold itself together over two cores. Yeah, back in January, <laughs> like no, uh, I would have been like, no. oh, this, this. I, I mean, I get that they're very enthusiastic in the show, but like, that's not gonna. Nope. Well, you were the one that told me because I had stopped watching it for a second, and you were like, "Are you watching this shit? Because <laughs> it's doing stuff." And it's I'm like, little, "No." Yeah. 
And then I caught up and I was like, oh no, this needs to be <laughs> yeah. I need to be weekly yeah. on this bitch. It it so. was fun. All the way through it was a lot of fun and it was a good like break from some of the stuff that I was watching that was a little more aggressive or serious or Heavy. outrageous. Yeah. So Okay. So that was good. And speaking of serious outrageous shit. Um, fu- uh, 86, I just, I, I, so what we discussed last week that we needed a fresh roster. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to them to just off the the roster that we have completely. I thought Karina was going to die this episode. I didn't think they were kind of setting it up because she was like they were in, when they were in that school. Mm, well, yeah. I thought they set it up when she ate that last piece of candy and threw that shit in the air. I there was, was like, a you're lot dead. of symbolism there. Yeah, I was like, you're dead. Uh, that is a death flag. That's right. a death flag for you, girl. Specifically for you. And, I mean, Shin, he was so obvious when he asked homegirl, when he asked Andrew to swap. And I'm just like, oh nigga, there's some there's some niggas next to you. Yeah. But then also, did you see that thing? That guy was from a different company, wasn't he? I the voice that he heard? Maybe. When, <clears throat> I don't know. Or was that an Albin? I do not Maybe know. Maybe I need to go back and pop. Because that nigga literally was like, I want to kill everybody. Women, children, legion, like everybody gotta die. I don't give a fuck. So I'm like, mm, where were you from? The I gotta say though, like the best part or not the best part but the part of the episode that was the most like chilling for me though was the lena shit when she got the cat yeah i'm a sucker for anything with animals so yeah that shit i was like oh she went to go visit oh she can take care of the cat but for them to basically like leave her their like last wishes and shit like that and just it was it was just a really good scene the music was fucking perfect the it was good but damn this show is just so fucking bleak like it's just fucking like what what else have i watched that's been, just been so fucking sad and not i don't think they're doing it like it doesn't seem like the premise of the show is like you niggas are gonna suffer so suffer it just it just kind of just like ends up that way like constantly yeah and i'm not sold that they just killed off the the, the crew or Shin for that matter. I'm not sold on. Oh that. really? Nah, okay. Nah. Well, because when they showed like the headless torso at the end, I was like, "Did they really kill that nigga?" No, like, I don't. Think are you so. are you serious? I like, don't think so. For real? But then not, Shin also uh, did say that shit in his letter about like when we meet again. So, I'm I'm um, I, the reason isn't necessarily because of anything that's in the story. I haven't again. I have no. No prior knowledge. Well, yeah, you said you stopped reading really early. Well, at the point when I had seen the light novel, or not light novel, the manga adaptation of the light novel, they'd only had like five chapters, which yeah. So it was like they didn't get into any of it. I don't. I typically won't read like a a wiki or anything like that. But it just doesn't. I have a little more faith in this series as far as like if they're going to set up, you know, a relationship or a storyline that they're probably going to complete it. And I don't think that they completed anything with Shin and Lena's character so far. And there's just kind of an obvious trajectory to go on, which is like they 
you know, they come to their, their rock bottom moment and then they're, they're rescued or something like that. Something intervenes, but we get that, like that final scene, which is really more him having a near death experience or like an ego death experience and not necessarily like literally because it just death, doesn't death. It, yeah like we're too early along and frankly i would and i'll and I, real reason is they haven't really developed any other characters on the albin side that would be strong enough to really carry the story by themselves yeah that's it, what i was confused about i was like so we really gonna stay in alba yeah i don't like, i don't think so huh. i think it was a red herring in the same way that there have been a bunch of sort of post uh episode or whatever they kind of like they end the episode early in a lot of these but like i think a lot of these are red herrings i don't believe that this is kind of where they want to end that because if you kill him then there's really no there's no 86 story really yeah that's true you know it, and the, the the new ones that she saw they all look super generic they, they don't didn't have like names preview she wasn't even there for like them that. Yeah. yeah. She was kind of only even at the front line temporarily. I thought it was cool that we got to learn a little bit more about like the the mechanic whose name I'm now forgetting again, but uh you know about his wife and his his half his half 86 kid who both yeah. died and then that line he had where he was talking about like, you know, Shin, I would always ask Shin if he could hear anyone who like heard, sounded like my my family out there and he always said no and he's like if what if he'd said yes he's like i would have gone out there to, to die with him so then that again like this is sort of the sort of thing where you, if you see characters who have a relationship with the main character the idea that you're not gonna close the loop and maybe have them come back or meet each other again or something like that it feels like a wasted opportunity and even though this story feels in some parts like it kind of meanders around for no good reason the one thing that they've done so far is try to pay off relationships. So I think yeah. that, so I, yeah, I'm that's not, true. yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty certain that this is a red herring, but if I'm wrong and they've got more guts to fucking kill their main character or one of their, their, uh, what is it? Do De- Deuteronomy, whatever, whatever that, whatever the word is for, you know, shows with like two, uh, leads, if they're willing to do that. Then they have more balls than attack on Titan did. And, Again, I'm shitting on that show. I don't know why. It's not their fault. Um, but you know what I mean? Did something like, happen with Attack on Titan? No, is this I'm some just, new news? I, no, no. I think I'm just thinking of storylines where the gimmick is killing off large parts of the cast. Uh, oh, okay. okay yeah, I think okay, that's all it is. Yeah. But, but you know, you can be teased with the concept that the writing might be brutal enough and bold enough to get you really invested in a character that's a... A, a lead or a very strong supporting character and then just kill them like game of thrones actually to its credit you know people are upset about the ending but that's one of the big reasons why people enjoyed the series is that the that george r, r. martin was not afraid to to mark me to, to take people out you know yeah you know that red wedding shit got people real good because they didn't see it coming. And then the what the purple wedding? Well, every wedding. <laughs> like yeah, all, I mean, <laughs> all all these weddings. But that's my point: is that you know, I I don't think that this story is really about killing off all of the characters. I think that's a device in the beginning in order to set up sort of the brutality of what's going on. But I will say this: we still don't actually have a plot right now. Which is a little concerning to me. Like there isn't a direction that I see 
that they really need to go or have indicated that they want to go with the like with all of these characters like what's the what right now what's the point i was kind of like the only thing that i even know of or that like stood out to me was when shin was telling them like you know head in this direction you're not that far away where you won't be able to hear the legion voices anymore yeah that was the only thing that stood out to me is basically being like a next goal but so this is like no story this is like promise neverland in season one like the Remember that premise was that we need to, there's a place for us that's away from the demons that's beyond the wall. <clears throat> so the whole story is about like planning to leave, how do we get out of here, overcoming the challenges, <clears throat> and then you get out into the wider world and you find out that, oh, well, actually, it's still dangerous and maybe what we had assumed was true wasn't true anymore. But the point is, you introduce a device like that to give your characters a goal presumably we are shown in this episode that they're not air quotes not going to make it and they do a little fake out with i'm saying this now but i mean i'll eat my words if, if shin is dead but what appears to be a fake out right before they get to that goal but beyond that no character has expressed anything that they intend to do once they get there it's really more of like let's just escape and run away i was cool with that is it probably still because they they like have just like their mortality is inevitable regardless. Yeah, so no, no, no. That really that, that made them that this is the interesting thing, this is what I'm trying to drive at is at the if if we live inside the world and the viewpoint of these characters, what they're doing makes perfect sense. Right? They they're all pretty much resigned to die. They've watched all their friends die. They're very fatalists and they kind of know what the end point and outcome is. And also they're running out of supplies, they're running out of gas, they're surrounded by enemies perfectly reasonable for them to be like this utopian place that's out there somewhere where we can be safe is just a dream and then we're gonna die in this horrible manner you know whatever and have no goal no they're not planning for the future i'm totally fine with that no issue i'm talking about the thousand foot view of us as the watchers of the story it's fine if our characters believe that but the audience kind of needs a breadcrumb something to hope for to continue the story, because I, if they, this is the two core. So if this is just like 24 or 23 episodes of just like watching people die, and then at the end it's like, and everyone loses, then like I won't waste my time with it because I want to have the catharsis. And so far there's no promise of any catharsis. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But that Lena stuff was good, and the music was very good. Oh, yeah. Lena's in full bad bitch mode. Damn right. I was waiting for this. When she basically was like, yeah, I'm on house arrest, so I came, on, I came out here. I was <laughs> that's, like, wait. Yo, that's wait some, a second. <laughs> that's some uh, fucking gangster shit right there. It's like, because she a... knows they're not going to do anything. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, isn't that an ankle, ankle collar? You're like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> the streets is hot. You're like, oh, okay. Well, do your thing, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um... And last but not least, Tokyo Revengers. So what the fuck? I I did not see this coming. It ain't over. No, mom would like I. I honestly was speechless at the end of the episode. I was like, wait, we already reached the goal. Like, first of all, them niggas said in the so- beginning, this ain't over. They were like, ain't no Mobius, Valhalla, bitches. 
Oh my god. Yeah, first of all, the Valhalla shit, I was like, that's not good. No. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not fucking good. Very much not good. Like, absolutely not good. But then also Mikey, like basically being like, Who are you, nigga? He's like, bitch, I'm, I'm G'd up from the feet up. What you think? <laughs> Mikey literally is like, listen, I be I be beating niggas' asses, but I be thinking too. Mm. And shit not adding up with your ass. How the fuck you always around for this like real shit? Like, I seen you before. Yo, fuck phew. is this? But now I just have a million things running through my head now because uh, so homeboy's alive in the future and he's a, he's a he's a hairdresser in training. But now I'm thinking, how the fuck did you keep that job and what is your relation to Tokyo Manji Gang in the future? And also, just because those other niggas are alive doesn't mean that everybody's alive. No, it that doesn't you got mean close it to. don't mean shit. Like <laughs> now I'm like I don't this I just first of all I know it's not over. I know that for a fucking fact but also now i'm kind of looking at hina sideways where i'm like now hold on girl you sure you ain't got shit to do with this like wait a second because some of some of the some of the faces that she made during this episode i was like you're not distraught enough for me like something's off but okay um i listen kudos to them i did not see this i thought he was gonna go back and uh he was going to be in the middle of some bullshit mm-hmm. because he was going to be part of the gang. You know how whack but, it would be if he was like, I win, I'm going to go back. And then he comes back and he's getting his ass whooped somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I honestly thought that was what was going to happen because I was like, well, now you're, suck. now you're part of the gang. So you're probably like between what, what was it? 12 years. Yeah. I was like in that 12 years time, you probably done got into some shit with them. So it would make sense for you to. <laughs> To Bro, jump back I, forward and be I was that shit. man and I knew, given that I was doing past life shit or whatever it was, that like I could be zapped back into the future. I would never drive a car. I would never do anything where if I'm like disoriented yeah. for one second, my ass is over. <laughs> like I mean, t- why you always take an Uber? Oh my god, on the know. freeway, you Bro, come back and no. you just jerk. Uh-uh, no, like, I'm not riding yeah. no bikes, no motorcycles, no nothing. Ugh. It's like my, yeah. dream, my dream is to be an airline pilot. Nope, not no more. <laughs> I just I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm I'm very much so looking forward to it. Like it was kind of a reprieve episode because like even though it did start with still a lot of ominous bullshit, like you did spend the middle part of the episode with everyone kind of getting good news. <laughs> like oh, Drake is not dead, <laughs> even though he almost died. Which by the way, I'm just like. Nah. I, I, that was so back and forthy where I was like, nigga, just die. Just die. Like, let him fail. I don't oh, care. Just did you, fail. did you want him to die? <laughs> I expected him to die because after, okay, so like after last episode and I was like, okay, so these things are going to be fine. They were going to be okay. Da, 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 da. And then it's the moment that he reached out his hand and like said that shit. I was like, okay, so maybe he is going to die. Like, you know what? At this point, just kill him. Just kill him. Just kill him. Like, <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> Just kill him because at least Takamichi was there to like, I guess, support. Well, no, it wouldn't have mattered if he was there to support Mikey because Mikey still broke down. He was just keeping his composure in front of everybody else, which I knew that nigga went away to go cry. I was like, nah, you ain't you. Your emotions aren't all just like, you know, bulletproof. Right. So I I like Takamichi's look sort of at the end, though, where he's like really 
ganged up. He's got his hair gelled. He's got his jacket. Oh, I thought he looked so tacky. <laughs> but it was like, what, the 90s or the 80s, whatever that's supposed to take place? Oh, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Right. I appreciate it just because, like, now he's a he's really a part of this little middle school game. <laughs> 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 you can imagine if you were a kid thinking that was the coolest thing you ever saw. What they call them, like, well, Bus- Buso, Buso Jutsu. What's the name of those, like, Japanese biker gangs? What are they called? I don't remember. There's a word for it, but like, I have no idea. Yeah, like the the where they they drive around on those like ridiculous like extendo <laughs> fucking motorcycles. Oh man, I I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But like he was starting to look like a little junior version of that, uh, which I appreciate. He got got a little bit of like late '80s swag, whatever that is. Um, we can I talk about the tacky. end though. It, 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 <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. It was tacky. Um, but then we have like the flash forward scenes, which I thought were interesting. Like he was like, "Oh, everything's great." Then he gets like a phone call, and then the, I'm sure that that was meant to make the audience go, "Oh hell no!" This shit. yeah, oh yeah. I will. I first I didn't know if Naoto was gonna even like associate or remember him. Right. But they they cleared that up very fast. So I was like, "All right, that's cool. Like whatever." But I mean, I think like in general, it's that's, not gonna be good. Yeah, I think I think in general, like the future or present stuff is as far as like mechanics of the story is like the weakest part, only because there's so much that no character would ever be able to explain, right? Like, yeah, there's like there's no way Takamichi's gonna. Well, this is how the magic works. He's not gonna know. Naoto, his explanation was he figured it out through induction because he's like an inference because he's a fucking genius, but like. You know, beyond that, it makes you wonder sometimes, like, okay, in that period going forward, if Takamichi's not literally piloting his own body, what the fuck are these niggas doing? They're just waiting around. But it, 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 they've decided that in this show, there's only a single timeline. It's not branching. It's not nothing. So, like, it's just a one-to-one kind of thing. And this is, I talked to a little bit about this when we were going over the VV stuff, but because they keep it simple you don't need to really wrap your brain around any kind of like inter timeline shenanigans like they do something and it has effects and that's it right yeah there's there's no paradox stuff to worry about they kind of overwrite the, the the worry about like when he's sort of laid up in the future just like living his life in the past like what's going on with his body they just kind of like have very simple answers if you don't like those answers or you don't think they're adequate fuck off because they're not going to give you any more <laughs> information and it's fine so we're at i think a nice little inflection point in the story where things look better but we know better than to believe that yeah agreed we chilling so that's i mean that's pretty much it for the week yeah i think what's some call it i think only what there's going to be the special episode of uh, 86 and then Tokyo Revengers next week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what special episode means. I don't know if that means it's non-canon to the, to not not to the show, but to the, to the light, light novel. novel or, is it, or are they animating something that's maybe more of a side story that was included? Or I have no idea. I, I probably should look into that prior to watching only because... I'm sure someone on my channel is going to comment and basically be like, this was all original. Right, right. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Also, the word I was looking for was Bosozoku. I was like, I don't know why I said Busozuka, but yeah, that's like Japanese biker gangs. If you ever listen to people, want to see people do some tacky shit with like motorcycles, just look that up. Like these motherfuckers are. You know, you ever know? You ever know like those um like Mexican mariachi uh like players where they have those extendo shoes that go that just like stick out like like an extra yeah, foot. Yeah. Just yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. imagine that kind of a design but stuck onto a motorcycle. That's all oh. I'm going to say. You I'm I don't want to call it tacky cuz it's another culture but it's deliberately designed <laughs> to look fucking ridiculous. To intimidate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, yep. Okay. All right. So now it's time to get to the the meat of the episode, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> very a very meaty episode. <laughs> so, since you know it's Father's Day, or it's Father's Day, the day that we're recording this, so we thought we would, you know, we just you know talk about some anime dads and oh. you know give opinions on them. <laughs> rate your. I'm dad. going. To, I'm going to rate mine based off of if I'm going to call CPS on the dad or not. Oh shit. So that that's just me though. I don't know how you rating yours. Are are you are you doing it on a scale or are you just saying this nigga ain't shit? Like I don't, I don't. I'm gonna try to take a holistic view of their presence in <laughs> in the lives of their children. Oh God, okay. Which which is to say, ninety percent of them ain't got one. Yeah. So, um, who we? Let's start with an old school dad. Um. Dragon from One Piece. Oh man, uh, I'll let you have this. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not gonna call Child Protective Services because he gave him to the grandfather race. This is true. So it's not like he was, you know, just abandoned as a child. Like he had a household. So I'm not. I'm not absolutely positive. I would not call Child Protective Services on him. But I'm also not caught up with the manga. So it don't maybe make no fucking done- difference. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, no, there's no difference? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Like, on the scale of, of, of anime dads, I would say, like, he's probably... Oh man! Wait. Well, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to compare to anyone yet. But <laughs> there are things that he did do, and there's things that he didn't do. That um, if you if you really add up, it's not like the worst. Like he's a bad person, but he also yeah. had, he also like pieced out on his son early enough that he would never really imprinted any of that horribleness onto him so i guess Aunt, in, a, in, a, yeah. in a way him abandoning his child is the best gift he could ever have given him <laughs> 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 so that's that's one way to think about it but he's also okay. like completely non-present in his life and this is a pretty brutal fucking world that he left his his child into his only child and it just or not well yeah technically yes it's his, it's, it's his only child so like the I don't. I'm not down for abandonment. So he's gonna go in whatever the garbage pile is. But it's also because he's a bad person. Like this wasn't just like <laughs> you know I'm doing this for your own good. I don't think he ever had any intention of raising that that child. 
That's why no. he handed him right over to Garp, and then Garp kind of like, <laughs> "I'm also out of here. <laughs> I got a job, motherfucker. Goodbye." So Luffy is the son that all these deadbeat dads wish they had, because he doesn't blame his father for anything, and he's a G. That that yeah, that's true. That's not how real life works, though. <laughs> Niggas, Absolutely is, sad. Fucking Niggas true. is sad out here with all these abandonment. They take their abandonment issues out on the streets, and that's why we have such a horrible world. <laughs> oh my god. You're not lying. So yeah. Poor poor dragon, but he's not a good dad. Nope. Get him out of here. Okay. Um Okay, now well, you go next. <laughs> well, I mean I, I think I listed it in the opening, but Bright Noah. From Gundam. Okay, so that's it's Hathaway's dad, right? That is correct. He is the father of okay uh, Hathaway Noah, and but I don't know how he has been to Hathaway. So you're so, gonna have to. So it's interesting because you get uh, little glimpses of what his home life is and what his attitude is. So let's start at the top. That Bright Noah is a very good, upstanding human being. He you know, believes in order and justice, but he's also like not insanely attached to those ideals. So like he's a good role model as far as uh, you know, his beliefs to a child. And it appears as if, even though he was often away fighting, that he did have a connection with his family, with his wife, with his son. However, I think that now I've read the uh the Bell Torchica's children. Um, yeah, and I also know the ending of the Hathaway's Flash story, and so I don't want to spoil it, especially given that the movie is about to drop very soon. But I will say that the what Bright Noah gets put through as a father and what he ultimately has to decide to do is legitimately kind of gut wrenching. In and that's oh. because he is a you. You get the feeling that he is a good father and he's conflicted but he's not perfect and it's it's tough but as like as the movie will lay out there are ways in which he gets estranged from his son and it kind of tells a story about what we all kind of go through which is when you and your parents don't see eye to eye politically or ideologically what are i mean obviously this is like over the top this is a world with fucking uh uh jedi robot pilots so like yeah. we're not going to claim realism as far as like the the stress that's here but I think that Bright Noah actually goes in the good good dad category but good dad with the caveat of all those like military fathers who are kind of like half half not around like he does his best but he ain't and then winning extremely yeah yeah but he ain't okay. winning no no goddamn gold stars Okay so will he go in he between go- the piles No he's he's in the good pile cuz he's a genuinely a good person and then as a father he tries but sometimes okay, so you can try i would not call work. cps on him no he doesn't get cps no okay okay well actually i do want to put a caveat even though he doesn't endanger his own son if you go by the the original gundam he has no problem uh endangering other people's Killing? children no <laughs> putting other people's children at risk Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Amuro Ray is like, what, 15, 16 years old? Yeah. Yeah, and all those kids who are literally on, on his ship. So actually, he does get CPS, but not for his own kid. <laughs> but not for his... Okay, okay. There's fucking foster children that he's like 
molding into child soldiers. <laughs> you are not my DNA. So no, fuck no, about get you. out. Get, get on that gun turret. Get in that robot, <laughs> Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So for my next person. Oh, I'm trying to not make it so fucking obvious. Oh, so Ichiro, so, so Ichiro Yagami. Oh. Hmm. So I'm not, I would not call Child Protective Services on him. But really? also, nigga. Really? Like, did you, did you, well, I wouldn't call Child Protective Services. I would call the FBI or the CIA. Yeah, you call, you call the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yes. The child protective services is like whatever, but like, nigga, you know damn well you were catching on to your son. <laughs> he know damn well, and if y'all don't know what we're talking about, I'm talking about death, death note. <laughs> so, like, nigga, like, come on, there is, there's no, there's no way that nigga. But that was like later. If you just go by. You know, when he, because there's a point in Death Note where, like, Light is definitely involved as, like, not even as, like, the villain, but, like, he's involved in all these investigations and stuff. Yeah. Like, at, like I don't, everything after that point, I'm like, well, it's, this isn't really their relationship as father and son. It's really, like, co workers. Co workers. They're part of a cat and mouse. Like, I don't, I don't hold his dad as, like, responsible for some of the lapses in judgment because remember light was getting over on everybody including like mm -hmm. other ge legit geniuses so that's not on that's not on, on light's dad and also from the course of the story it didn't sound like he'd ever like done anything to mistreat or not encourage his son his son just had a fucking twisted sense of morality and that's didn't he didn't come from the dad so so yeah no that's cps true. no no cps that's for him true. on my scale but. yeah no cps okay yeah yeah. yeah he's a good um, dad. He's, he was a good dad. Yeah, he was, yeah. Over, I think he was a good dad, for sure. But questionable decisions sometimes. <laughs> a lot of questionable decisions. <laughs> um, all right. Who's Who you got? I want, I want positivity, so I'm just going to go with uh, uh, Vegeta, okay? This is something, oh! in, my, in my opinion, this is one of those things. It's a meme on the internet now. But when I was growing up, obviously, like, the way you thought about DBZ characters was, like, who was the coolest, who was the strongest. And you can admit that in the beginning, Vegeta was, like, a raving lunatic. And he was never really all that sane to begin with. Like, this guy is, like, you know, the even for the world they live in, he was a, a mass murderer. He was a genocidal uh, uh, authoritarian tyrant. But then when you look at him as a father... Outside of, like, a couple of times when he was like, oh, I wish, like, Trunks would, like, toughen up. Like, he turned into a real goddamn softy and, frankly, a much more responsible parent and father, And more than that, and partner to his wife than Goku ever okay. could be. Yeah. And, well, his wife is Bulma, so she wasn't going to put up with that shit anyway. Well, Chi-Chi was also fucking out of her mind, like, dominating. <sighs> but it's just that, it's just that, like... They work better as a team. They because, do. Yeah, yeah. They, they work so much better. And you just see it over the course of the series where it's like, I, it, maybe it's just they wanted to pivot hard enough away from what Vegeta's character was in like the original Dragon Ball Z chapters of just, just this flat, angry, 
piece of shit who just looked down on everyone to give him more dimension. But the funny thing yeah. is that when, when they did that and they made him a dad, the contrast between him and Goku was like one of the... First of all, Vegeta cares uh, so much more about the safety of his children of than, his like, children. Like, yes. than, like, than like anybody in the series. Like literally, even Piccolo, who's like... You know, Gohan's actual father, surrogate dad. Yeah, okay, right, <laughs> right. Vegeta. We could do more a about... whole episode on these niggas in Dragon Ball. Like, if, I, I wish yeah. I could find like a supercut, but there's all these signs of Vegeta's like doing when Trunks comes back and he realizes that that's his son, even though he knows that like he's a full grown man. Uh, he doesn't have any like relationship with this person because he's never met them before. Just the idea that his son exists is powerful. And you know, it, it is is under duress and is trying hard to like win. He the, he turns into like full on supportive father, taking mm-hmm. bullets for it. I mean, like he's doing it all, right? Go Goku training like, with that nigga, <laughs> right? Goku's reaction to his own child is like, "Don't worry, Gohan. Just get your ass whipped. I'm not going to help you, but you'll get stronger." Like, <laughs> what a horrible, horrible father. So like I think he that Vegeta goes in the good pile, even though morally he might be one of the most like awful, reprehensible people. We'll talk on the list. Like anytime you have like a a, a body count behind you that it includes entire planets, like you're you you know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be on that positive scale. But that's where he's at. I gotta give I gotta give Vegeta I mean, a W as a dad. Vegeta doesn't disappear for months at a time slash years to tr- just to train. No. That nigga is there to raise his children. Also, he dotes on his daughter. Yes, he does. He loves her so much. It is yes. fucking nuts. Actually, I think they expounded upon like his like father shit in Super. Yes, that like, is true. Way yeah. more. He is just fucking chilling. Like he's like when Homegirl was born, he was like in the background looking over niggas' shoulders. Like, why are you holding her like that? Like, right. what are you doing? Like, I was like, this nigga is about his children. And he spoils the shit out of her in the future, doesn't he? Yeah. Was he spoiling her in, like, GT in or something? In GT, he, the Bulla is just like a, uh, like a fashionista teenage girl. Yeah. But he, he's getting dragged to go shopping with her. Like, all this shit. Like, he's just completely smitten. And, and like, all the women in that family are just running shit. Yes. Yes. But also, Trunks is pretty well fucking adjusted. That's also true, yeah. For having a father like that. But also, I mean, yeah, Vegeta actually is like, he's fathering him, which in a way that I would think that like Vegeta would father. Like, he's definitely hard on him sometimes, but he love that little nigga. He does. He does. Um, so, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta not only give Vegeta the dub in DBZ, he's just a, like an all around solid father and yes, he's he present is. he's very present yes yes i i agree i agree he deserves he deserves yeah we'll come back to that other broke nigga later oh shit yeah um <laughs> um okay so oh shit wait who the fuck is this nigga oh no so <laughs> um since you actually just watched this series what do you think of Thor's? Uh, Thor's is very interesting. So, and I've I've read Vinland Saga up until maybe I'm maybe off by about a year, but I kind I know where they got. So Thor's is not really in the story. 
Yeah, he's not long. really in the story, but, but for like for what they gave us. Right, but but one of the interesting things about Vinland Saga is that the teachings of Thor's to Thorfinn is so critical to almost every stage of his son's development and in in a in the good way. Like I again, I don't want to give give away what the plot is after the parts that are covered by the anime, but the person who Thorfinn develops into as an adult is so deeply imprinted by the lessons the words and the life and death of his father as a good role model like perhaps i won't say the the, perfect man because that's not what he was trying to be but like but the but the very idea so thor thor's vision was one that was in direct contrast to the world that thorfinn and all the characters in vinland saga grow up in and kind of accept to be true things about like might making right and everything else. And one of the, what I think the primary teaching of Thor is, was that the, the greatest warrior is the one that doesn't need to use his strength. And you know, it's like, it's not even, it's not even like, you know, the, the kind of back asswards way they do it in, in DBZ of all places where it's like, you know, very based on that Eastern tradition of, of, uh, uh, balance and harmony it's not really Mm -hmm. about that thor's whole idea is to find a is to create a peaceful world with of strong people and the key word being peace so i give thor's a lot of even though he's not in the story there's a couple of flashbacks here and there where you kind of see thorfinn growing up and he had a very idyllic childhood and thor's absolutely cared for his son his wife like all the people who are around great role model still a viking Still got out there and, and got yeah. got busy, but Murdered, like even yeah, but even in but that you know I would say is more a function of the world that he lived in and not necessarily like a moral judgment of who he was. I think what he believed in and how he passed it on to his 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 descendants, as presented in the story, a plus. I would I would give him like he'd be at the top of my list of good parents. Okay, I mean yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I didn't just pick like shits. <laughs> I was looking for no, you got like real rounded. Those are some good ones. Also. So I'm a, I'm gonna throw one at you with Van Hohenheim from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, I, oh, I got this nigga too. Um, CPS immediately. CPS, CPS. immediately. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about who you were or are. In the universe, in yep. time, in the world, on the God's plane, you stuck your dick in somebody and disappeared. He peaced. He that's twice. the crazy part. Twice. That is the crazy part right there. Like, I think did they ever even see him? They never saw him until they were the, the very age end of the series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they run yes, basically. Yeah. They knew his name, but yeah, nah, CPS nigga, CPS. I know you were, I know you're important to this, I know he was important to the story and shit like that, but it does not hide the fact that like, if your ass was around, first of all, she probably wouldn't have died because of just like who you are and what you're capable of. Right. (laughs) But second of all, you could have been there and gone into the shed and be like, what you little niggas doing in here? Get your asses in the house! Like what the fuck? Like d- no. d- literally done anything is what you're saying. It like anything. Literally done 
a single act as a father. <laughs> what do you of think zero. of him? I think that he is one of the worst fathers because, and, I, and again, this is more like my experience watching uh, Brotherhood, which is that like I so I saw the original Full Metal Alchemist. So you know the the whole instigating story of like the trauma of of the Elric brothers is more or less kicked off by the abandonment of their mother. So, yes. so like for something that's so like formative to the development of the main characters of the show to have it start off with the, like this irresponsible shitty event that isn't ever really explained like well. And then to have the guy show up later and be like trying to do something, I'm like, get this nigga off my screen. After what? How old are them niggas? They're in their teens. They're in their uh, minimally. Get yeah. This, so like, get this nigga off my screen. Just and yeah. Then when he was like I mean, battling, we, I can't even call him human trash. Right. Just and, trash. And then he's like, you know, trying to like fight, you know, the homunculi and redeem himself somehow. I don't even care about any of that shit, bro. You could have <laughs> you could have caught the hot ones real early and just died off screen and then never tell the main characters it would have been fine. Like no, just a just a yeah. Like is he an evil person? No, no. Is he like, but he's like a. But does he care? No, does that, he and care? that's the thing. He's just an amoral dude, like someone who was obsessed with his own shit and didn't care about anybody else. But also, like you know, he wasn't out there to to ruin things. He was just. Not a good dad. So I, he's just I, floating around. But I mean, a, if he was so fucking amoral, why you had to get your dick wet, nigga? Uh, like, damn. Listen, you can't. There's a lot of lonely nights. You can't like. I guess they, <laughs> they hadn't invented like they had, they couldn't create like a flashlight or something. Like, nah. But any but, in that age. But that show has a lot of like bad parents. I feel like bad parents are kind of the or or parent trauma is is a more or less like. On all sides, because even the homunculi are like that, right? Like how they're created usually comes out of a traumatic situation. They are literally children, right? A lot of them, even though they're really, some of them are really old. Like yeah, yeah, like it, so it's all over that show. So I mean, that's intentional. That's not um, yeah, whatever. Bad guy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Oh shit! Well, I was gonna this. This might be the one. Actually, I'll do someone who's mid. Um, Ishin Kurosaki. Oh. Okay. Okay. I would. I wouldn't call. Ch- I actually. He. He's I would, I would. I would. I would call them for a check in. For a check in. Um. Simply because. <laughs> Your child is running around these streets. He is running the streets. Fucking like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning but, fighting. But like <laughs> he's a teenage boy. And Up also, to- how long was he gone during the, um, the fucking second arc? Well, okay. That's, uh, I don't know about that. Like, they like, kind of, they kind of like, don't they, in like the third or fourth arc, like when they finally decide to introduce him as like a, uh, uh, a Shinigami. A Shinigami. Don't they kind of like retcon a lot of his behavior like early and saying, like, oh, oh, I was out there protecting. I was also doing something. Because he's also a substitute Shinigami. Like, I seem to recall that when I was reading the manga that they tried to insert, basically reverse insert a lot of like explanation for like what he's been up to. Because yeah. other, without that, it kind of doesn't make any sense at all. Like, this guy is like super fucking powerful. And meanwhile, his daughters are getting like kidnapped by spirits and shit. And, He's not really around like that. That 
I think they tried to make some sense of that. Um, but as far as like his character goes just in the world, he has, even though he's portrayed as kind of a doofus, he dotes on his daughters. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't he's never, there. Yep. He's never seen mistreating anybody. When a horrible thing happened to his wife, he did do his best and step up as a single father. He has a really good job, even though in the world of Bleach, like, I don't know too many doctors who just kind of live in, like, I, like let me rephrase that. In IRL, I don't know if they'd be living as hand-to-mouth as they kind of made it seem like. Because his father's yeah. a legit doctor. And he's also he also has superpowers. So I feel like he could have provided a slightly better life than the one he did <laughs> for his kids. But he never was Maybe like a Maybe he can't work day. as much because he out there fucking, he got to fucking do the Shinigami shit too yeah. often. That's possible. I'm not. I'm. I'm not throwing that out. I'm just saying, like, if they had to, you know, like when you're like writing up your ideas for a character, and you're like, oh, well, this person's gonna be like a police officer. This person's gonna work in an office. This one's a doctor. That was not the lifestyle of what I know doctors to live. Also, that would have meant that he went to medical school, which ain't easy. Anyway, yeah. uh, like there's just yeah. a lot of stuff. You just like throw the you like it's like you're playing an MMO and it's like oh my class is die nigga that that gives you a whole ass history, um, but whatever that's that has nothing to do with him as a, as a father. Uh, maybe he's bad with money, so he's not gonna get like the top marks in my list. But he's a good guy, so yeah, yeah I think he's a good dad. Yeah, he's definitely a good dad. I'll tell you okay. who ain't a good dad though. Fucking, fucking jing freaks. Oh, I was saving that nigga. Oh, you, um, you don't need to save nothing for that man. Absolute filth. He's filth. I, I don't even know where to begin with him. Nigga, the conversation on the top of the tree, I was like, so you're not even going to apologize? What a worthless man. <laughs> you, you, you literally told this fucking child that, yeah, bro, like I had you, but like. Traveling was just like, and figuring out the world you, is just so yo, much more important yo, to me. Could you imagine? Could you imagine <laughs> you're running into your deadbeat father you've been trying to track down your entire life up to that point, and have him tell you that traveling around and thinking about the world was more important than being your father? And you're not even fucking fully grown yet, yo. And just had, saying like, that shit with a straight face, especially after he fucking. Say, Made like oh a mur- a murder gauntlet Aww. for his own child. He's like, oh, it's for for growth. I, like I remember when I got to the end of Greed Island and I was reading, and I'm like, Jing Freaks is so lucky that Gone is his son and not yes. literally anybody else. Because, yeah. Because when they get to when they get the uh, the beach card, when they like finally defeat. Oh man, I'm forget Laser. Is that what his name was? The, the in the I forgot the volleyball I game and then and then uh, gone when he's like figuring out okay which cards do I take I keep and you have that thing where he's like oh what I wanted you to uh, uh, experience was like the just the joy of you know whatever and I'm like let's recap what happened in your <laughs> fucking first of all the number of people who who died who before your son before your son ever fucking showed up. Like, you create a murder gauntlet that killed probably thousands of people. Thousands. Probably. Thousands, just, thousands. just for the entertainment of you and some of your homies, right? That's number one. Number two, you planned in advance to have a murderous, psychopathic killer stay on this island 
for the sole purpose of one day running into your son and maybe if your son's not completely worthless not killing him okay it's like the nigga wanted the problem to solve itself (laughs) why if he wanted his son dead he should just go right back to whale island and murder that nigga when he was three he could have dropped that nigga off the boat on the way to whale island (laughs) to be honest like if that's how we really talking that nigga does not want that child no and then and then the nerve of him at the end of it all, when his son is like in a fucking coma and all he wants to do is meet his dad, they finally like have a talk. He gets punched out by his son's friends. He's like, huh, I like that guy. But doesn't actually reconcile with his son. It's so fucking stupid. I hate that man. I hate him. <laughs> he, he's not like the worst. He worth- deserves the hate. Yeah, there's there are a couple dads who are like far, like, who, who are going to go in my mind below him. But that's only, oh, yes. it's only because of, like, the extremity of their misdeeds. Like, Jing's problem is that because he's so selfish, he doesn't even take his own abandonment of his son seriously. He doesn't care. Right? He's not me. He's not like, oh, you know, I beat this nigga every day. Like, there's some dads that did some heinous-ass shit that just, by definition, they gotta go lower. But, like, man, fuck Jing. Fuck yes. him. Fuck Jing freaks. Okay, yes, I was saving that nigga for like near the end or some shit because I was like, I, I, he deserves like bottom tier bottom. Oh, he's not. But the there worst, are people. Though. There he's are people. The oh, oh yeah. Well, we. I feel like uh, everyone knows who the worst <laughs> one is. <laughs> um, let's talk about Biakia Ishigami. Mm. What? I'll let you go. Wait, I'll you, let you, you go. don't fu- you don't fuck with Senku's Senku's He's adopted a, he, father. He doesn't like do anything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Well, you know, I fucked with him. I, he tried to help his son. He went back to Earth to try to help his son. Left his son. It's very touching. Know, no, it's a it's a touching story. I he got, took care of that little nigga. I got, I got to that point when I was reading the manga where it's like he realizes that like all of this was like a message from his dad, and I'm like, that's cool. I felt like up to that point though, I didn't know who his dad was. Like, yes, isn't there like a whole like side story where like you find out about all of his like life uh, back on Earth, sort of setting things up? Like, I think that I think they announced that while the first season was airing. Yeah, like yeah, I think. When I when I'm making that noise, I wasn't making it like I think he's a bad guy at all. I think he's a very very good person. Like you know, every you would get an A plus on every like positive trait that you could that you could have. And he never mistreated his son at all. I just felt like you know I don't know enough about their when they were together. Like oh, what was that? Like it's not that it's bad. It sounds like it was great, but and that he cared a lot about his kid. But like. It, I don't. I just don't know enough about them together to be like, oh, compared to some of these other people who are on the list, you know, he's the he's like the gold standard, or he's kind of met. Like I'm, I I reserve a lot of judgment. I just think he's a very good person. Well, I don't. <laughs> I thought I thought that was going to be like a unanimous yes. It is a yes. Not. No, no, it's not a it's <laughs> not a no. It's. I'm just saying there might be a couple of people. I oh would wait. Say, let me reword that. An enthusiastic yes. Okay, all right. Well, there I will. We go. I will say I am enthusi- I enthusiastically say he's a very good guy, and what I know about 
him and his relationship with the son very positive. So he would go high on my list, but he's not going to go like to the top of it because there are some characters who, that you just spend a lot of time with them together as a family. And I maybe I haven't read that stuff or I missed that, but if it's good, then I then I I co-sign it. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, like that's all. Oh man! <laughs> so, I mean, you're yeah. I mean, well, no, you're absolutely right. Like we don't know much about him, and also I don't read the manga, so I don't know if he really even comes back up again after what was covered within the anime. So, like, I just really thought that you know he was a good dad. Yeah, he's good. He would like of the all the people we've talked about. Like we've we've definitely covered like some of the the worst of the worst, um, and they're so bad that the extremeness of their badness puts them like at the bottom of a lot of scales whereas like the good ones are really good but like you know a lot of them are good because they're just good people right or that you don't get unfortunately you don't get to spend as much time with them doing good stuff because like i don't know writers think it's boring to just have like a good family i don't i don't don't know (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with people (laughs) but like yeah it's always like whenever I when I was thinking of people to put on my list and I was trying to like find people I thought were were really good father figures, the problem I kept running into is that they never got a lot of time to just be dads. Um and you'll know this from the person I'm gonna pick next as well, because uh Uh-oh. it's no no, it's in a in a good way, but like the same issue, which is uh Joichiro Yukihara from Food Wars. Oh, boy it's an interesting one right because it we in the series you get a lot of time showing his his relationship with his son um especially when you find out kind of like the backstory of him and his wife and then she dies and the yeah how he essentially raises him to be a cook and that he now that you for those who have at least gotten to the later part of the food wars story you kind of understand the world that they live in is not a nice place at all and so no. the kind of like morals that Joichiro has are very strong and what to me would stand out in this world as being like what I would want someone to teach my children and he definitely was like right there on the same level eye to eye with his son all the way up through his like formative years and then to send him off to Totsuki I think is the place where I kind of have where my my line comes in because I'm not sure if a good parent would ever send their child to that school to a school like that. Yeah, and then everything kind of yeah. after that is where I think it gets like kind of problematic. But as far as like raising his kid and caring a lot, I think that you know for for someone who had the same personality traits as Jing, this would have been what you should have done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have no problem with his parenting just like you but beyond that it's kind of just like first of all you didn't even talk to the nigga to ask him if he wanted to go there right you told him he's going there you disappeared so you didn't even give that nigga well i mean he could have just stayed in the fucking house and been like nigga i'm going to regular high school fuck out of here right but he did it he like you know he went and you know he learned the thing is it's shitty for you to have to find out all these things about your parent from someone else that's right. not your parent. But and I've had I've had that experience too, and like not a negative way at all. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah, I can completely completely get on board with that. And so that's the kind of like the questionable part where it's just like, 
Well, why wouldn't you tell that nigga that, like, you know, you're a world-renowned chef and shit like that? Like, you know, maybe... I don't I don't think Soma would have gotten, like, a big-ass head beyond that shit. I just think he would have been like, oh, shit, okay, well, my dad is actually really about that business, so we about to compete even more. Yeah. Like, I no, feel like I, I that's... Agree. That would have been, like, Yukihita's, but... Um, or Soma's. Ooh, they're both Yukihita. Um, yeah. uh, that would have been Soma's fucking response, or that's what I think it would have been. So, yeah, him, like, not telling him all that shit and just... But also like was, how insane that was kind of weird. But like, he knew how ins- how crazy the world was. Like Toski University, if it was a real place, would be like a psych ward. Like, yeah, like to send yeah. your you know beautiful obsessive child, cooks. I mean, like to, obsessive to the point of like wanting to ruin your entire life. Like yeah, like that's crazy. I don't know if I would if I could get behind that decision. Um, but you know, to his credit, he does help. He clearly he was helping from the outside and from the inside a lot. So it wasn't like he completely pieced out on his son. But like, that's a pretty ridiculous situation to just throw your kid into or let him go. I don't know. I don't really know which way, way to put it because didn't. No, so- I think it's definitely a throwing situation where he was like, "All right, nigga, like, learn how to swim." Fair. That's what I. That's what I think it was. I'm with you. So yeah, um, I guess my next person is Charles Z. Britannia. Oh, okay. We go on Lelouch. Okay. Fuck that dude. <laughs> that dude was horrible. Okay, yeah. Yeah, fuck He this was nigga. horrible. Fuck, selfish. He let, he let his children run amok and just fucking- Yeah, just ruin like, the whole world. Like, ruin the world with their bullshit. Like- Horrible fucking dad. I wish I had like. And you know what? Throw Lelouch Mama in there too. Oh, both of bitch, them. Like uh, both of y'all are ass. They, I. It was one of those cases where, like, at some point, I felt like the writing was like, "How can we make this guy the worst possible? Like, just just a complete shit bag. Like, it wasn't yes. just like one thing. Like, oh, you know, he chose between power and his own son, or like, you know, some." poetic kind of story this guy was just a megalomaniac mm-hmm. uh, definitely a psychopath did not Tr- care about lelouch didn't care about lelouch but also like alternated between trying to murder him and then trying to like de- devise like win him mo- over yeah win him over or devise like just the most mind-bending physics shattering torture that he could possibly come up with just to just to hurt him <laughs> like that to me is just i mean he's i have a name who i think is the worst so he is not the worst only because like the it's a revenge story so ultimately mm. like lelouch's we we center his point of view and then he he kind of deals with this with his family and it's the the role the father plays is bad but it's kind of spread out his anger is spread out between a lot of people so you get like yeah. some, you get some good bad dad scenes but he's not the most, uh, I don't know, like diabolical person even in the show. It's funny when he sh- when his father is finally like introduces a character. Character, we're at the point where Lelouch has a lot of power as well. So there is some kind of like you. What you see more is like why did he turn out the way that he turned out? Oh, it was this guy, and I don't like yeah. him. So he's on. He's deep on the list. But like there are a couple of people who just, in terms of feats of bad daddery that were focused on their child are just worse 
but he's bad. <laughs> I'm you 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 I I feel like I know who you're talking about. Well, we we'll see. When you talk about the worst, but we're gonna see. So I have yeah. I have two more, and I'm gonna go with the the lesser of not even really okay. evils, but just a, a middle of the road candidate in uh uh Joseph Joestar. Okay, I didn't put him on my list, but because I thought about it, but I was like, I don't. I don't know if I would really call CPS on him. I would get the children therapy, though. Right. Yeah. So I would get them therapy. So the thing is, the reason why I select him, not just because he's well-known and iconic, but he's actually one of my favorite characters, like all the incarnations of him. And one of the reasons why he is one of my favorites is that he's kind of like all over the place on this list. <laughs> for, for so, Yeah. Like as far as like personality... Every child is treated differently, basically. Yeah, yeah. Not only it, well, that's a a big part of it. <laughs> the fact. Let's talk about why he has multiple children to treat okay. differently. Okay, yeah. this, this nigga been getting around. So like, <laughs> and, and it's just very interesting to me that like. So we he's one of the, these characters that you stay with. He's first of all he's a, a lead for a whole series. So you get mm-hmm. to know a lot about him kind of as a as a young man. And I Thank really Thank God he did not fuck his mom. Oh Thank please. Oh uh, that was listen. It all it could have happened. I was I was worried. Did I was you actually know worried that it could have happened. I yeah. Oh, he was, I was he worried. was he was looking, but that didn't happen. So yeah. uh <laughs> he's my favorite Joe Star because his attitude and the fact that he's kind of like what a Japanese person thinks an American is like really makes me laugh and there's all these like personal moments have nothing to do with him being a a parent that just like the fact that he's a a, like the world's biggest troll uh that he's just so outspoken and like crazy i like him as a person now (laughs) what we learn about him as a parent (laughs) (laughs) we know he's okay so wait holly is that her name yes so we don't even see holly's like raising no but she loves her dad loves her fucking dad so that would tell you on one hand that like maybe he's a really good maybe he's a good dad right you know he was always there his daughter dotes on him like okay but then we find out about his other kids and you're like oh so he just (laughs) pieced the fuck out and knew about it especially given his like ability like what his special ability is like you can't pretend like this man didn't know and yeah, that nigga so, knew he had them kids. Yeah, so I'm gonna lean on the side. If one out of three of your kids is well taken care of, and the other two are, or the other, the in general, your other children are not, you are a bad dad. Oh wait, he had two other. Wait, well, he had one other. Two. He had one other, and then there's a uh, well, whatever. He had one other. Wait, is that a is that a spoiler? Wait, I'm not. I don't want to talk about. It. it depends on oh, like okay. uh, wh- what timeline. You're in, and stuff happened to Joe Jolie, and that's weird, so we're just not going to get into that. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, we'll leave that. Yeah, so his other kid that we have met in an anime. Uh, yeah, interesting. What was he doing? That So, you- yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call CPS on him, but I definitely would be like, um... You need you need therapy, buddy, because th- not only did the nigga abandon you, but he showed back up in your life, and he's pretty, like demented like or he has dementia or does (laughs) he 
Because they kind of, oh. they kind of, they kind of left it open as to whether or not he actually Ooh, was. You know what? You're right. That's and for the, the part. most part. The oh, the best way that you get back at the nigga is stealing his wallet at the end. That was like, funny though. It was funny, but I was like, I kind of need you to like have an actual talk. But this is shown in like over the top JoJo, so it's like, what the fuck ever. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'll I'll fucking take it. So give me some more re- what's gonna call it? What's um Shuichi's shit's name? Oh, 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 the uh his his stand reverb. Yeah, reverb yeah. mark three reverb. <laughs> Yeah, give me some more reverb fucking scenes. Fuck yes. I just like I liked his I like Joseph's catchphrases from uh uh, his original series, Stardust Crusade. Stru- oh, no, from no, not Stardust Crusade. From ba- was Bloody it ba- Stream? Was it Battle Tendency? Is that the one that he's the lead? Um, the lead where he's fighting. Oh all no, the- I'm thinking Bloody because of the, that theme song. Is oh yeah, I think I think his was catchy. Um, I think it was Battle, Battle Tendency. Battle Tendency. Man, yeah. like when he when he's like finishing people's sentences, he's like the and the next thing you'll say is, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was my man. He was such a fucking troll. My God. Anyway. Yeah, battle tendency. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, that was a good one. I, I didn't know if I wanted to do that or not. Okay. Um oof. Okay. Sasuke. Not good. Not good. I mean okay. he doesn't yeah. hate his children. So that's a plus. Or his doesn't child. hate his children yeah. or yet child. Yeah. But also is not there. Not present. And actually treats his best friend rival's son better than his own daughter. That's right. But but I will say that he doesn't try to harm his daughter either. It's like neglect it kind of ne- like where does ne- he has a history. He yeah, a history. like where does where does neglect really stand on this like this particular well, okay, issue? he's a deadbeat dad cuz he literally just left the girl with the mom and was like, "You good?" All right. He did actually marry Sakura, right? I think. That, okay, yeah, that don't. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, let's. If we're going to add up, like, how bad is it? I'm trying to go down the checklist of, like, things a bad dad would do. So <laughs> he didn't just shack up with the mom. He married her. Okay. He, okay. He committed but... to that. Uh, he doesn't, like, uh, he neglects his child. This is obvious. But. It, how outside of the norm is that for the world that they live in? Doesn't seem like it's that far outside the norm, to be no, honest. Cause, no, because look at Choji. Choji be there for Cho Cho. fat motherfuckers she, all hang out bitch. together. She says she's a bad bitch. <laughs> she's a bad bitch. There Cho-Cho's are, there are much bitch. better examples of parents in that village, so I don't think he gets a pass. Like, maybe if it was, like, <laughs> wartime. Like, some of the shit, like, the bad parenting in that series in general is just outrageous. Um, Gar's dad was name like Yasa or Nasa or something. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. or or yeah. everything with like Sasori or like all Our like Killer Bees family, Killer Bees family, like which that. is also fucking crazy. Like yeah, the first arc in Naruto is a story about bad parenting. <laughs> it's like the very first one. All the Zabuza shit, like that was just bad. I mean, parenting. but I have to say that like for Naruto's dad, like is not their fault it's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. the third hokage Minato wasn't it wasn't a wasn't a shitty person like he was he yeah. was there the third hokage now he needs to get hands uh, i wonder if like for, I don't, so i don't want to get this child was treated oh god the oh, of it's unbelievable like they treated the child like a pariah yeah, actually unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking bad yeah 
Um, but um, Sasuke, uh, he's not the worst. I think we. I'm I want him to be CPS the worst. Yes, on him. I'm just like, damn, nigga. Can, can you, you call at least CPS on someone who's not there? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Kid, that's that's true. Hard. That's that role safe meme right least, there. Can you try? Can you try, nigga? I mean, they imply that like he turns over a new leaf when she's fucking 14. <laughs> like, okay, well, like also, what about you and this little like clan shit? And she's like, you I know, know. she's gonna be the matriarch of your clan, nigga, he's or got, unless he's, you he's got a lot to explain. Unless he's on some like Nick Cannon shit and is out here just like spreading his seed everywhere. No, it seems like, like he I don't kept know. it in his pants. So again, that's like on the scale of horrible things you can do. I think that he neglected his child, but outside of that, it's probably like about neutral, not good. Like maybe did he get? Maybe he just like listen. I'm going to be on missions for probably the next like ten, fifteen years. So let me give you a baby, so you'll have some company. I mean that. Like, if that's the case, then we have a different problem. <laughs> but I like I don't want to. As much as I want to like shit on him. As a character, like it's not, it's not. Is he the worst? No. Is he any good? No, no. 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 He's no good. Yeah. But he's he's yeah. not. He's he's sort of again hovering towards like the middle, and yes. it's weird because I would normally not give a lot of points just for marrying the mother of your child, <laughs> but like in this case, he's doing pretty good. Um. Okay. Um, so, I have a. I, I said there were two left. I met two on the bottom. And I don't know. Oh shit! Okay. And I don't. And I'm not like a hundred percent sold on like who's worse. So I think I'll start. I'll start that okay. list with uh, the OG bad dad, the one that we all know. Uh, want is fighting for that that top spot is Gendo Ikari. Oh shit! Now Gendo, I think. I mean, listen. There were oh. there were terrible. There were terrible anime fathers before him, and there have been many since him. But I think that, like, of but the, this of the, nigga, yes, of the trifecta of bad parenting, right? So there's, so I, I look at this on the spectrum, right? You have fathers who hate their children, okay, and everything that comes along with that, like they want to hurt them, they want to punish them. You have fathers that neglect their children; they don't want nothing to do with them. They just let them suffer out in the world. And then you have like fathers that are very incredibly like self-absorbed and allow their all their their personal problems to become their kids' problems. Gendo like hits every one of those, and on top of that, he's a megalomaniac. And on top of that, he literally it, it spends his entire life trying to end the human civilization and succeeds. <laughs> to me, <laughs> if you want to draw a line to the worst dad ever. What does he do? He he abuses his son. He neglects his non-stop, son. Non-stop. Non-stop. I mean, absolutely. Non-stop. Then manipulates and uses his son. All while I feel doing... like that's the reason. I feel like that's the reason he had the child, to be honest. I mean, the... just to use him. When I was a when I was like getting into anime, like Evangelion was my thing. I and it still is. I love it. And I thought it was like cute and funny that like, oh, there's Shinji living with, you know, this hot woman who's like constantly like teasing him now as an adult i'm like gendo had his son live with a pedophile i mean she comes on to him that's an adult but that's the thing did he doesn't he 
that man did not care about that. But that's my point. Like <laughs> these are all things that I can't find a analog in almost any other character's background, right? Like ever, like literally, even down to like trying to get his son killed, fucking with his son's friends, trying to get them killed, or 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 ruin his personal life, his relationships, manipulating him, using him as a weapon, and not giving a fuck what happens to his mind, his body, get, getting him into a weird like weird semi sort of sexual relationship with his with the reincarnation of his own mother i mean uh, that uh, <laughs> having him live with a pedophile constantly psychologically abusing him like we, he brings him back after i don't know how many years of them not seeing each other and the first thing he does is is fuck everything up in this man's brain literally everything he has a shinji literally doesn't know what to do in the first episode everyone's yelling at him he's just like my life is terrible <laughs> get the fucking robot i don't know what's going on almost dies his dad's just like watching not saying anything the gendo's like the worst like the worst of the worst i agreed do you so i'm I'm curious to know your other one well i don't want i don't want to 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 spoil the okay the, well, you, may, you may have you before may have my final one yeah i'll go with my um the, and this is kind of a duo but i mean like i mean everyone talks about these niggas so um actually no we we gotta get to the ugh, whatever maybe if there's time later whatever anyway um goku we we gotta talk about this yeah thing. goku man. we 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 kind of dipped on him a little bit earlier but nigga, CP, well, no, because you already said it. How can you call CPS on the phone? So who's not there? there? <laughs> so we can't even call Child Protective Services on fucking Goku because that nigga's not there. But as far as Gohan and <laughs> Goten goes, you weren't even there for Goten's birth. That nigga was how old? Uh, <laughs> when you first saw him, how old was he when you first saw that nigga? Seven? Oh shit, he was shocked. Six? He showed up and he was actually shocked. He's like, "I got another kid." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um. So there's a, like Goten is just like a whole other <laughs> like nigga. How could you? Whatever. It's Goku, but in comparison to fucking Vegeta. And having these niggas in the same show and this being, I mean, it's not like a primary component or like plot device of the show, but like, it's pretty fucking important. And to have this nigga just utterly failing right next to Vegeta being an actual decent fucking father, it's just so, it's so fucking grating to watch because he's not even trying. He is actually probably the biggest narcissist I've ever seen. I mean, so, it's weird. He's so fucking absorbed with me, strong, next fight. It's that he don't really even, weird how bad he is. He don't even, yeah, it, he does not even give a fuck about those children. Like, Pan, I, I feel like he wouldn't have given a fuck about her if she hadn't gotten on that fucking ship with him. Uh, it's like... Uh, there are things that I think about sometimes about how you can like get around or try to fool people into you know not noticing how 
bad you are as like a parent or as a character. And I think like <laughs> yeah. this is this is where Goku's such a weird outlier because number one, he's maybe one of the most popular uh, characters of any series of any franchise yeah. ever. I mean, he's certainly in the top ten of all time. Like niggas who don't even fuck with anime be like Goku. Right. I'm talking about like all time ever. So to have someone like that low key also be one of the worst parents and worst role models is a strange situation. It's very strange. Who the fuck has him as a actually a lot of you niggas? Have a lot. I mean like there's model. a lot the, the yeah. reason why Dragon Ball Z works so well as a show as a storytelling device is that it presents a very simple premise of self-improvement and overcoming obstacles in a way that is connects with like almost everybody who ever sees it and goku's the protagonist he's the one who goes through all of the trials and tribulations for the most part and so yep. by definition i mean he gets the he gets the dub literally and figuratively in a lot of people's heads but like let we can lay out a bunch of stuff uh does he he married his wife so okay Plus what it is, you know, the mother of his children. Uh, he's, okay. He is actually, like, permanently committed to this person. So, theoretically, like, that's plus one. But then you go down the list. Okay. His, for his oldest child, repeatedly tries to get him killed. Repeat, from from the age of, like, four or five years old. Yes. Goes out of his way to expose him to... Not just danger, but just like world-ending danger. If you even the first time we meet Gohan, <laughs> Goku is like in a smiling way, just constantly. He's on his way to train him. Yeah, he's also because he's constantly like Loki, just calling him a pussy. He's like, you, <laughs> your your mother is making you soft. I'm gonna take you out here. We're gonna like go where there are literal man-eating dinosaurs. Like Goku acts like he didn't grow up in that like the horrible version of Earth that exists in Toriyama's mind, like. It's the absolute worst, right? Because you could die at any time. Um, the, everything's trying to eat you, kill you, you know, whatever. Like you just go down the list of just, just how bad it is. So he takes his son out into that. The first world-ending danger that they run into, Goku almost literally like puts his son in the midst of that. Doesn't try to like. At no point is Goku like, well, how do I get Gohan out of here, right? <laughs> how do i keep him out of this fight how do i protect my child like gohan actually gets involved as a kid right does he break uh raditz's armor with the headbutt right he like sees his dad in danger and he's like oh and then that's what makes the spot that piccolo could kill him yeah with so he also forces his son to watch him die <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what the fuck you do. You're five years old. You're like, <laughs> okay, now you're traumatized for life, which explains why Gohan grows up and doesn't want to fight. Because his first and only experience outside was watching his dad get blown away by his surrogate father in a fight to the death with an alien. Like, it's the worst. So he can go down the list of like all the ways he tries to get Gohan killed. When he he literally comes back from the dead and is like, "Oh yeah, so there's this like super powerful guy on another planet. Like, uh, oh by the way, we all need to go, but you're gonna go first. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got a train. Your ass can go first. Where he gets chased, well, around, he gets chased around a planet by psychopaths. <laughs> and then uh, even to just add that. Okay, so then. 
let's talk about the surrogate father <laughs> who isn't even that much he's not even any that much better <laughs> not really people forget piccolo is an actual villain yes piccolo is not a good person especially as a father character like piccolo was there that's <laughs> it right that's it Piccolo was there. Um, uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, he was kind of he. That nigga was what he was throwing Gohan at those fucking dinosaurs, right? And he was, was and was like, "Here you, you get stronger, Gohan. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have to figure that shit out yourself." And all he did was watch over that. Nigga. Yeah, th- so That's- this is why I'm saying like we give Piccolo a lot of credit as the black dad. That doesn't mean he's the good dad either. That doesn't mean he's a good dad either. Yeah, <laughs> nah, 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 no, no, yeah, no, nah, Piccolo, Piccolo was out there like he was, he was, he was trying to toughen him up. And the difference with Piccolo is with between Piccolo and Gohan is that Piccolo was like. I can only push this child so far. I understand, <laughs> like, what I'm doing would absolutely get CPS called on me in a heartbeat. Like, just leaving with that plan, if I was, if I knew that, like, someone was taking a child out into the woods to do any of the things that they were doing out there, you know, like, instantly call the cops. Like, crazy, get him out of here. But, like, Goku repeatedly, over the course of his life with every one of his kids, had the same disregard for their safety to the point where he was constantly putting them in danger. And then he gets like a pass because on a couple of occasions, like, no, everyone leave. It's just going to be me. And it's like, you're only doing that because your ass is selfish. You want a good fight. You don't even care if you won half the time. He'd be like facing off against a world ending villain. He's like, I'm only going to use 50% of my power. Like, why? Do you, do you want the whole world to be destroyed and your whole family die? He doesn't even care. Like, he's never cared nope. once. Nope. And then he has the nerve at the end of all of it to ask for their power for a spirit bomb. Like I'd be like, nigga, no, finish this on your own. <sighs> so he's bad. So every time, every time, he, he oh, not good. Yeah. So I, my, my uh, other, uh, I don't know if it's a one A one B runner up possible winner is an outside choice. Okay, it's an outside. It's so outside that outside. this that this character doesn't even have a name. Okay. What? Yes. On oh. the same level as Gendo Ikari, I would put Ash Ketchum's dad. Oh shit! Ash Ketchum's dad is a full on. Now the reason why I would say he gets he gets into this into the, yeah, like the bottom. Say, yeah, I'm, I'm the reason why he gets to the bottom tier is two things. Number one, Pokemon is a children's show. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. People out here are like oh. I'm a fully grown man. I love me some Pokemon. It's like, nah, bro. It's a show for children. It's always been a show for children. It's always going to be marketed to us. It's always going to be marketed to kids. Like, this is a show for kids. What is the first thing that we find out in the, before you even meet a Pokemon, before you know about a Pikachu, before you know about anything, that Ash's dad is gone and is not (laughs) coming back. Wait, did they say he's not coming back? This nigga has been on a journey with his grandfather for 30 years. I didn't even see. That's how much I did not even know about that nigga. Because I feel like he's a, they've alluded to him. They they will talk. Like, here's the, here's why I it's always bothered me, okay? So, it's fine if you want to, like, center your show around a journey of discovery of a young man without a dad. 
that's been done before. And frankly, if they talked about him more, he might not even be at the bottom of this list. Okay? But the world of Pokemon is a very, like, it's both horrifying on one end and then, like, completely sanitized on the other. This is a world where, like, you're, these animals are the size of people. Have you ever looked at, like... And 10-year-olds and t- and are walking around yeah, the Yeah, 10-year-olds just alone. walking around in the woods, like... Like, just... It's a... It's a... It's in, in my view, now that I've, like, grown up a bit, Pokemon is a dystopia, okay? <laughs> yes. It's it's yes. a... It's an actual, like... If this was the real world we lived in, it would be a nightmare. That's why when, like, Detective Pikachu came out, which I enjoyed that film. I went to go see it with friends... It was a. It was a. It was it better was than. It was cute. Better than it needed to be. But the subtext that I've always felt about Pokemon is that this is might be like if I if I was reincarnated and someone told me right before I was born what universe I'm in. If they said Pokemon, I'd be like, kill me right now. Let's start over. I don't want to be born <laughs> into this. So Ash's to get back to Ash's dad. Can you imagine just walking around and being bitten by a Ratata or bro, Raticate? Bro, his son. <laughs> Not only is his son in absolute constant danger from everything, like literally, he's, he's, he's attacked. Idiot. This nigga is attacked he's by ghosts. He's stalked by by multiple cults. He's been out here for years, and even when he's succeeding, his dad is nowhere to be found. <laughs> not at all, not a trace of this man. Like he like, erased, even, like, he erased his he presence. Won. He won the Alola League. Yes. And that nigga still didn't show up. The, his dad erased his presence on some fucking Shinobi shit. Like, never to be found again. And we know for a fact he's not dead. Because they bring him up yeah, all the time. Dead. And his yeah. mother... And then think about, like, Ash's mom. Like, people be joking about Professor Oak getting in there, like, as soon as Ash gets out of the house. But, like, leaving that joke aside, like, he didn't just abandon Ash. He abandoned his mom to raise him. <laughs> And this is a children's show, and it's presented like it's it's not even a big deal. And that's the reason why I put him so low. It's not even really anything he did. It's that the creators of this show, they were just like, yo, fuck a family unit. Fuck a family unit from the top. Right? Th- this is actual trauma. They ne- Everyone's smiling all the time. Like, no, this is a horrifying world. Fuck Ash's dad. Like, just, just the golf of 30 years of, of neglect and abandonment, and we will never get an answer to it. They said they were going to tell people more about him in season five, and they didn't even. That was that was untrue. So you get baited even by the creators of the show. Wow, I, that nigga was nowhere near, nowhere near my fucking radar. That's that's wow. my personal bias. Wow, <laughs> I mean, you are absolutely correct. My personal, personal with bias. all of it, you are absolutely fucking correct. Um, so my <laughs> worst dad is Show Tucker. I was wondering if we were going to get to him. I, I just, for, for everyone else, at least they didn't touch their children. That's this true. Nigga, that is nigga, true. Yeah. The, yeah. Show Tucker. No. Like, I'm sorry. And I know it's a regular, like, you know, anime community meme and shit like that to put the picture of what happened <laughs> in, in places. But Goku, like, he's even like um, Azami Nakiri, like, like, 
the nigga, the worst thing that happened was he made you niggas cook in a competition. That's true. Yeah, like, if you if you like, actually break it down, like <laughs> when you see, like it's like it's actually not that bad. It's not bad, nigga. It's literally like he's not threatening your life. You just gotta cook. Like that's. I it. will control all of cooking, and I will make my daughter also be successful as a chef. Like, like yeah, I mean, even with like even with Hohenheim, like I'm kind of just like okay. None of these niggas actually like inflicted purposeful just like harm or disfigurement upon their children for something that wasn't even that fucking important. In the it was so irrelevant. <laughs> it was so fucking and just like for yeah, a for a Tucker, bad for a bad plan. Just. Show Tucker, don't even, not under the jail, just death. Yeah, get him out of here. Like, I mean, yeah. Me, me and my wife have a joke from the Justice League where there's an episode about uh, Gorilla Grodd. And Gorilla Grodd has the Injustice League together. He's got Lex Luthor. And he's gotten them, you know, all riled up. They've been going on missions, picking up all kinds of equipment. Nobody knows what's going on. And so finally, everyone gets upset and they're like, what? Why are we doing this? What is? What big plan do you have to that would require us to just run around and do all this shit? And he gets them, and he's like, "Listen, we're gonna break into Gorilla City." They're like, "Okay, Gorilla City. Okay, uh-huh. they, they got technology, right? We're gonna find, you know, the the orb of power. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Then we're gonna put a special hat on the orb of power. They're like, what? And then we're gonna turn the entire world into gorillas." <laughs> And these niggas looked at him, and they were like, motherfucker, this was your plan? That's what we're doing all of this for? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and show, show Tucker's plan. I'm going to I'm gonna sacrifice my daughter and combine her <laughs> with our dog. <laughs> so I can learn a little bit more about human transmutation. What do you do? You're going to write a book? You gotta like, like what? What do you? What? Where do you go after this? You're like right to like, jail. <laughs> it would have been one thing if the nigga had just. It'd be one thing if he just like got a random like kid off the street. That's what I'm like, saying. Why did it have to be? He couldn't come up with anything bad. First of all, how does he even know his daughter is good material? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like that's a big leap. That's pretty arrogant <laughs> of you to think. Good material. <laughs> like you oh, think shit. you think your daughter is the best candidate to cross with your dog? That's just so convenient. Like this guy went to like in canonically in the storyline, he went to college, the equivalent of college, to become like a doctor. So he was so realistically, he should know better. Like, why you're just randomly like your dog and your daughter—that's your big plan, really? You couldn't have like had like a secret underground lab where you were like kidnapping kids off the street and like breeding animals. That would be no. It was just (laughs) I'm doing my dog. My dog. What's what? What's gonna happen when people ask what happened to them? Would uh, you? Isn't that literally how the story (laughs) played out? They disappeared, and then she ran away. Yeah, she and the dog. (laughs) Simultaneously, <laughs> was she riding the dog? In a matter of speaking, like fuck out of here! Oh my god, <laughs> I hate niggas with bad plans and bad motivations. Like, at least have a good plan. Imagine if he like turned his daughter into like this like super super mutant that was like just tearing up the city. That chimera just wanted to die. <sighs> 
whack. Yeah. So that was that was my that was my worst. I don't think I have anybody else. Oh, I had Krillin, but Krillin is fucking good ass dad. Yeah, he's a fine dad. He's like a yeah. he's like he's like the dad joke as a yeah. character. So I'm I'm good with that. He's he's cool. There's like other people on that I I think about, but they're not they don't stand out to me as just like either having insanely uh good feats of parenting or the absolute depths and some of them are just like they're part of the story as bad fathers but they don't actually do very much um yeah you know just plot devices because like people talk about um even in in uh going back to villain saga like Askeladd. but Askeladd's actually a, a pretty interesting dad but he's not like he in if if you just watch like the first four episodes you're like he's the worst dad ever and then if you kind of watch like the last four episodes like this man is a man and it's like <laughs> it's just not it's like it's somewhere in the middle of that and it's a little realistic so like i think thor's is just a better person to talk about like from that series and there's like other examples but they just don't hit quite the same so i'm a, i mean I'm a, i would lean towards gendo just on the og status of like all the horrible things he did like he's just yeah. an embodiment of everything but like there's things about <laughs> ketchup's dad or the the idea that he exists <laughs> just by itself that bother me the non-existent ketchup he is so non-existent there's not a single photograph no first name yeah like the funny thing about jing who kind of is like the same character is that like you learn a lot about this dude and his motivation for being non-present in his son's life is explained. You can hate it. You could be like, "This is a he's just a loathsome individual for being so selfish." But yeah. at the end of the day, like you get a you do get an explanation. Ash Ketchum's dad needed to be in this story, and the fact that he isn't, and the fact that it's just thrown away with a he's been out, out with his grandpa. Like, yo. this is for kids. This is the lesson you want to you're, you're sending to all these real life children. Uh, and then to throw Brock in there, who's an actual pedophile, to be like the stand-in parent figure is just like out of out of control, absolutely uh, out of control. You could do I like mean, maybe Gambino from and uh, Brock, Brock as a parent. Honestly, um, I mean he did great with his siblings. That's true. He had a lot of siblings, and they were well good for care. that. But. Him with Ash and on this road and extra his dick creepy, being wildly just like inappropriate at every level. Inappropriate, um, aggressive sexual predator. Let's yeah, just put that out you there. don't, just, you don't, don't send a child out with sex perverts. Yeah, <clears throat> I got I words from agree. Misty too. I got words from Misty too, but that's on some other shit. So we could just we could just leave that where it is. So there you go. There's your. Bad data palooza. I thought that was a pretty decent list. I well, think so too. they're they're not decent. No, well, some of them some are, of, are decent some people. of them are not. Yeah. What did but, Trump say? Yeah. You know, they didn't send their best, <laughs> but some <laughs> I assume are good people. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations? Um, I've been just diving into like all this. Trash. Are you still on the Manwas? Yes. Oh, I'm. I'm in the oh. midst of all the gutter trash. Just the worst oh. of the worst. They're all you, the same. Oh, but, so is there a reason why you're just like on the trash? Well, consistently. Is there a good reason? No. 
uh, I found a, I, I think no. I found a good site that just co- like co- collated some 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 series together. I have an academic reason why I'm doing this. So here's my excuse: is that uh, I have an epic rant coming up. <laughs> Not this episode. Oh, but, oh so but, you're building you're building your um you're you're building your um your sources. That's right. I, I for ref- references. Okay, I have an yeah. epic rant coming up. Uh, specifically about things that that are very popular for reasons that i deserve it they don't it's it's even less that they don't deserve it and more the idea that like they're all the same everything is just the same the same ideas regurgitated rehashed over and over again i don't read light novels and a lot of this stuff is like out of the light novel space and so i'm just wrapping my brain or maybe not wrapping my brain but melting my brain trying to understand what why some of these things are the most popular things right this ain't no big 3 naruto shonen bullshit this is like the garbage this is all like the the isekais yeah. the uh revenge trapped in a game or gamified world just absolute not so i'm going through them I'm getting through them. Some of them have surprised me in small ways. Most have utterly disappointed me. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Unordinary was maybe one of the most gross experiences I've had reading anything. And I've read fucking Mein Kampf and worse. Mm. Horrible. But educational for what I will be dropping in the near future. So I don't have any like real recommendations of anything special. Um... I would say if, if folks want to get into Kaiju 8, this is a good time to do it since it seems to be on the on the upswing. I've been meaning to actually read Spy Family, um, but I haven't had time. Oh. I've been meaning to get it. I mean, like, I think it's good. It's more on the, the comedy wavelength, but I've heard that there's some real tense shit in there, even if, like, it's always diffused because the joke of the series is, you know, they're these assassins and spies, but they are trapped in these very, like, mundane, real-world problems that families actually go through like trying to get your kid into the top private school and dealing with like the interview but what if the family on the other end were these like undercover spies and assassins that are like really worried about their identities getting outed as a result of the you know things like that like like i've heard that's kind of where the the story and the fun comes from but i don't have time to read it right now but i will get around to it Okay. It's coming though. I want to read it. I no, I don't want to read it. I'm just ready for the anime. I've just always seen it, and I'm like, oh, these pictures look so cute, or like, not. It it looks like cool, cute. Yeah, it's drawn in a very interesting way, and the people and the characters look good. So, uh, what what was my oh my recommendation is for all you niggas to immediately go out and pre order Shin Megami Tensei Five. Oh, that looks good. Money. Because uh, we have a bomb ass um, anime um, um, protagonist, a female protagonist with banging blue flowy hair and a lightsaber right arm. She looks good. I just, I need you niggas to go in on this because, yes. It's Shin Megami Tensei. The series is nowhere near in jeopardy of dying, but we need to let them know that we love them and love it. And it's not Persona, but it's where Persona came from. 
Yeah, so, I gotta give a lot of credit support to your both ancestors. sides. Yeah, Persona and Shin Megami Tensei having like very very unique entries. So mm. like that, th- this is gonna go- play into this uh, rant of mine about creativity. It's really what it comes down to is creativity and commitment. And I really, I've been meaning. You know what I'm hoping they do? I hope they do like a remaster of the Digital Devil Saga games. Because I really want to play them. Like I'm talking Ooh. about, I'm talking about like PS5 <clears throat> remake. Even I've always wanted to play them, but I heard that number one, they're incredibly difficult. Like, I heard they're yeah, they're hard. Yeah, like they're super difficult. And also, if I play them now, I'd probably have to play them emulated. I mean, I have like original hardware, but I I don't know if I want to go out my way to track down all that but i really you do know want what to that play might them. be their next project because if they did um or just a new one if they did a new digital devil saga i really like the aesthetic of that of that uh spinoff i don't cool. know if i i don't know if i would want a new one unless they would have to do a remake of these before i would even be open to a new one because shimigami's tent shimigami like when they do sequels and shit like all that shit from the previous games usually always matters yeah of course even if they're just like slightly adjacent like even like persona 3 4 5 like you didn't need to know what happened in the previous games but all that shit is within the same universe yep so, that, so. that's just my hope i'm i'm that that's i would buy a collection at this point there you got me over here like wishing oh my god these niggas do look cool i love the, the demon designs too yeah they're great so yeah that would be my one hope it's not really recommendations i would hope that uh they release that. Yeah, I'm recommending you niggas go out and you pre-order that shit and you support it. And if you don't have a Switch, you need to get a Switch immediately and uh, give Atlas your money. Thank you so much. 100%. Okay. All right. That's it. That is all for this week. So yeah, that was was a good chunk of an episode, y'all. But it was the one year episode and we had a lot to go over. I know. It's been a year. It's been a a year. year. And so now, well, no, let me not just say that. Y'all just going to get it. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> I was about to do the fucking dab. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, just Anime Savants, and then Anime underscore Savants for Twitter. Yep. Um, hit us up at AnimeSavants at gmail.com. Like, um, you know, it, it gets checked. Every day. Mm-hmm. So we will see it if you send it. Yep. And you can always find me at Neural Handshake on Twitter. Uh, lately, I haven't had too many terrible takes, but I'm about to unleash the floodgates on these Manwas. So I, yeah. I look forward to pissing off lots of people. They get tagged. <laughs> I don't care. It's open season. Uh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Peace out.